you want the worst, you got the worst. The shittiest podcast on the internet for pinball. TheSpinnerIsLit.com And remember, folks, it's free. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Spinner's Lit Pinball Podcast. Y'all know me. I'm your host, Spencer. And with me tonight, as always, is the round table. Uh, it's me, Brian. And what am I doing here? I'm, just, I'm losing microphone. Are we still here? We're still here. Okay. Anyway, it's me, Spencer. It's Brian, Dan, and Alex, part of the round table crew. And uh, tonight's episode, episode 33 and a third RPM. Summertime blues. How's everybody doing, guys? Awesome. Can't complain. I notice we're already keeping the professionalism real high. Yeah, well, you know, it's free entertainment. So, and uh, I, I think that's kind of uh, highly valued these days and in short supply because the podcasters seem to be dropping off like flies. Our production values are impeccable. Hey, more fun than watching the homeless person beg for street change. Yep. <laughs> Can't get change no more. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Even at McDonald's, I, I didn't. Ha- I gave a lady two dollars the other day for a Coke, and she was like, "I, I don't have any change," and, I, and she's like, "Well, here it's just a dollar today." I'm like, "Oh, thanks." I'm like, "Hold on," and in my you know my change cup, I had some pennies and a few nickels and dimes. So I was like, "Okay," I just didn't want to dig for it. It was hot. I was tired. I wanted a Coke. So yeah, what is this like? Every place is supposed to be out of coins. Is that what I'm hearing? But you can buy meat again. Um, so <laughs> severely so, prices. which reminds me of meat because I grilled steaks tonight uh happy birthday to my dad pop 76 years old today so happy birthday happy yeah. birthday Chester. yeah and uh also uh to mark sparky malmberg happy birthday today sir happy, happy birthday, birthday mark if you're listening to the show you know mark sparky malmberg sparky's barbecue at uh Pitagogo and now the golden state pinball festival uh, you, if you've been to either one of those shows, you've been to Sparky's Barbecue in the last dozen or so years. He's a, a, just a, an awesome human being and a great asset to the hobby. Also, Sparky's Mods. If you own a Simpsons pinball party or hell, a slew of other games, you probably have one of his toppers or one of his mods. So happy birthday, Sparky. So what's everybody been up to in uh, the zombie apocalypse? Yo, Dan. Working. Yeah, that's me. Just trying to stay out of the way. Nothing really new as far as pinball goes. I'm borrowing Rick's uh, Gardens of the Galaxy. So I've been playing that a little bit. But then we had to empty out the office. And all the stuff went in front of the pinball machines until we can get the game room cleaned out so I can move the off my office into there. And so my pinball machines are all blocked off. I got some mods to install an ACDC I haven't got to. It's... Uh, it's it's a debacle, but it's getting there. Tuesday's Tuesday's moving day. Tuesday it'll it'll all happen one way or the other. Right on. I I played some Surf Champ earlier this week. That was it, man. I've just been grinding. I was gonna work on the episode all week. I had you know show notes in my head. I I worked on it a bit last night. Finished up this morning. I've just been just on the gas full throttle. I mean, you know, it it's our busy season, so. I just got back from a trip from Reno, Tahoe, to be exact. You went up there today? Raho. Uh, I got back yesterday. I went up Wednesday. Oh, okay. So I spent two nights in Reno just checking it out. The so what was the pin- mission? Why did you go to Reno? 
because we have a bet on this. Um, the place of pinball and C Mark and all the Reno pinball guys. Oh, we okay. all met up at Press Start Thursday, and it was a good time. We played uh, some dialed in. Uh, they've got like nine pins now, and they're back open. Bars are closed again in Nevada and seven counties, Reno being one of them. So what they did is instead of opening the bar up, they just opened the arcade up. So you could it was all ages. You could bring your family, friends, and nice. you could bring the boys. It was ten dollars for all day. Really? They're open Monday, Sunday through Thursday, eleven to seven, and Friday through Saturday, eleven to ten. Nice. That's a very decent price. Tens there are in immaculate condition. Ten bucks. They play What's extremely well. I, I, I know they spaced them out. So okay. So here's the lineup on uh, Pen Map, according to Pen Map. Well, obviously, I updated it, so. Thank uh, you for that. Yep, of course. Um, give me just one sec. Again. Okay. Batman 66 Premium, a dialed-in, Fireball, Guardians Premium, Medieval Madness Remake, Mystic, Stern Wars Premium, Superman, and Twilight Zone. They have an Atari Superman working? Nice. Yes, working well. That's a fun game. It Extremely really is. well. That was like, Juiced out of all spinner. their games, that was by a country mile their best game. I had a lot of fun playing that way back it's in the day. It's a great game. Yeah, when it was a new game. And then uh, Adam was working on one, and he had it at his place for a little bit. He was working on it for somebody else, I think. or or he ended up, No, that was his. It was a Spider-Man with somebody else's. But he ended up selling it. But we had a fun time on it. Yeah, is this uh, this before I maybe joined Lodi? I think he, he was in his old house still. So oh, okay, yeah. He might have been there. I don't know. They're supposed ago. to be getting a Stranger Things premium and a TMNT premium, too. Nice. So they're going to have 11 pins. Well, they'll have 10 working because Stranger Things is breaking this set of up. Yeah, oh, come on. Damn right it will. I feel like it'll be better with the new code. I've been oh, looking at the new code, again. and the game is starting to progress a little bit. I'm just bit. trying to get blackballed by Stern, since I'm not getting blackballed by anybody else. The new code that they There's built will be some out. Good one. Um, no, thank you for the trip report, man. I'm glad that there's still location pinball open. In Reno, there is, yes. Yeah. Um, in some certain places. Well, you know, not everybody's doing so well right now. Um, nice segue, Alex. Thank you. Well done. Well done, sir. Modern Pinball New York is closing their doors. And Steve Epstein passed away, too, which is Right, very, very yeah. Sad. God rest his soul. If you don't know who Steve Epstein <laughs> is... He was a pioneer in... Uh, See, that was not a good segue, by the way. Yeah, it that wasn't. Was, you, you said the wrong way. Oh, First you did good, and you were happy I, you did good, and so you fucked it up. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> Look, man, our heart goes out to the Epstein family yes. and all R the people that knew him. He was, uh, I, I never got to meet him, but I know his reputation and his passion for the hobby and the sport of pinball. Uh, he was one of the pioneers in uh, uh, competitive pinball. He was uh, a founder of Papa, Papa yeah. and, and considered the father of competitive pinball. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, uh, and the owner of the Broadway Arcade. Classic Broadway Arcade. Yeah. Yes. Which ran for, my God, that place is open for, what, 30 years or something? A long time. Long something time. Like long yeah. Time. So, um, you know, again, our condolences to the Epstein family, but uh, Modern Pinball is closing its doors. Probably one of the problems with that location, and obviously it's in Manhattan, and the rent in Manhattan's got to be just astronomical sky high well rent you're also going to be coupled with they had you know they they were an episode 
that English center. They were an epicenter for the COVID bullshit. Right. And that's killed it. And this is just the beginning. Yeah, we're going to get into that more. Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? We can switch up topics. Let's do it. Let's get the bad stuff out of the way first. Um, Lions Thank Classic you. Pinball is closing after 17 years. Uh, in Colorado, never been there. Uh, again, man, sorry to hear this. And like you talked about, you get a, you get the COVID and then you got to close. And, you know, people's savings can only stretch so far when you still got to put food on the table and pay the mortgage or the rent of your house and, uh, you know, keep the kids in shoes and everything else. You know, it, something's got to give. And unfortunately, um, you know, small mom and pop businesses are filling it a lot harder than the major corporations, you know. They are. And, you know, the big thing to remember is, is, you know, we all love pinball, and but we are involved in a luxury item hobby. Right. You know, when, when, when the belt has to tighten, first thing that goes is subs like, you know what? This pinball isn't going to feed me. It's not, you know, it's got to go. That's just, it's how it is. It's not like you're on a grocery store or a farm or you're anything that creates an item of necessity. Right. And this... This is just the tip of it. It's starting. I'm sure we've all seen just the tip games. There's a lot more games popping up on the market now, and it's. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. I'm not saying it's all be all end all gloom and doom. No, but but people are feeling yeah. the people are feeling the pinch. You know, I'm out talking with customers every day. Um, I see it every day. I hear the stories, and uh, I do what I can to support local businesses. You know. And, uh, you know, eat at the mom and pop places and uh, support them how and where and when I can. And I urge all you pinheads out there listening to this, if you got a location uh, that you can go to, uh, you know, if, if you feel you know comfortable with it, please support that location. You know, even if they don't have pinball on right now, but maybe they sell food or drinks, uh, you know, get it, get it to go order. Uh, you know, take care of take care of your mom and pop, take care of your local establishment whether they have pinball or not but um you know do that if you especially if you're doing pretty well right now and uh you know you're not uh you're not suffering too much from all this support them and help them out so you know my heart goes out to all these folks that are losing their businesses pinball related or not which i'm switching topics up so we're going to do this later but let's get it out of the way now is uh is location pinball going to survive guys Yes and no. Yes and no, what Brian said. It's, you're going to have several factors in playing. You know, where are you located, first and foremost? You know, if you're in a out-of-the-way spot or town with minimal population, and, you know, maybe it's a hobby or a, something like that, and you don't have anything else to help support it, probably not. Uh, if you're, you know, if, if your arcade's owned by a larger corporation, and they have several different spots around the country or whatever. Round one, Dave and Buster's. You're, you're going to survive. You're going to be okay because they have the money to back it up. They can get rid of the less profitable ones or something like that. They'll do market research on it. And it's that's it's really going to depend. Now, if you're just a small-time operator, maybe you got a couple of machines out like in a bar or something like that, and you're real low-key, you might have to pull your stuff in. But when things open back up, and they will open back up, there will be stuff opening with different rules, you might skirt by it's real. There's so many factors in that where there isn't one easy, quick fix answer or band aid where you can say yes or no for certain. I think it'll survive, but I think it's going to take a huge hit. Oh yeah, 
Um, and, you know, if you look at the demographics, I mean, I don't have the charts in front of me or anything, but just what we've heard over the years, like from Stern Pinball, it's, it's about equal, 50-50. 50% of the games sold go to home collectors, 50% go on location. That's that's rough. That's a rough estimate. So, yeah. you know, if, if location play drops by half, well, Stern's going to lose 25% of their sales. So that's going to hit them, too. I don't know how hard, because up until, you know, the Rona, uh, Stern had been just knocking it out of the fucking park year after year. And God bless them, man. Thank them. I thank God for Stern and every other pinball company. Hope they can all weather the storm as well. Hope everybody can, well, you know. That's also going to depend, you know, if it keeps going, you know, how long is the hobby going to survive on new games when they're, what, pretty much $6,000 now to enter and play right. to buy a new game. Right. That's a lot of money. A Stern Pro is 6000 now. Right, everything's six, well, six thousand and up. Oh yeah. So, which we're going to talk more about that because we're going to talk about Hot Wheels in a little bit. Well, but. the question isn't you know will it die, you know, because it can die. It's will it stay dead? You know, location pinball is has kicked the bucket before uh, and been on life support and you know breathing fumes and and it made it hot, you know, early two thousands. Oh yeah, example. Um, you know, it's you know pinball is is something that endures. You know, it, 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 you know, it refuses to die. You know, the fans keep it alive. You know, as long as a pinball company can survive, you know, pinball will survive. And it might get dicey, but it seems like the success of Ninja Turtles is kind of telling us that, you know, the people, you know, and just like the last economic downturn didn't kill pinball, the people who can afford new in-box games are probably not the people who are getting hit the hardest by this. Uh, so, you know, the chances are that, you know, you'll continue to see uh, releases. You know, everyone's got a release, right? Stern's right. coming out with a game. Uh, American just came out with a game. Uh, Jersey Jack is sitting on a game. They got yep. guns, apparently, yep. in, in the wings. Uh, God knows what Deep Root's up to. Probably nothing. Yep. They uh, got nothing in the wings. Riot's got a game. Uh, who was the other company? Who who did uh, Heist? Multimorphic. Yeah. Multimorphic, the P3. P3. P3's got a game. Listen yeah, so to everybody's the got something out there. Yeah. So it's not as if, I mean, probably all this, I mean, definitely all this stuff started before they knew that the, that everything was going to go all pear-shaped. But, you know, if, if they sell... You know, we're probably not looking at the last, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is not where Stern's going to close its door. Right. It's doing quite well. It's getting rave reviews. Uh, and we're going to talk about that more in a minute. Um, you know, listen to what the distributor's been saying. They're having trouble keeping stock. Their, their biggest problem right now is they can't keep games in stock. Because like you said, the people that have disposable income in that bracket are sitting at home with their thumb in their ass going, all I do is go to work, come home. Got to have something. Um, you know, so they're buying, they're buying pinball machines, which people were anyway, but now people, other people that didn't have a pinball machine for, or before, excuse me. And there are people renting too. We're starting to see an increase. A in lot of people too. renting games as well, which is great for the operators because it gives them a source of support. Income. Retro arcade, Chris and Dallas yeah. during this time, rent from them. Call Chris. Yeah. Chris and Dallas. They have a TMNT yeah. too. Nice. That's awesome, and I'm glad they're able to do that and do well and uh, keep things moving along. Um, 
uh, what was I going to say? Oh, you even see a lot of the car commercials. Um, and even Les Schwab's been doing it now. You know, they're advertising, get out on the road. The roads are still open. Take a trip. Because they're trying to encourage people to get out. And there's not a lot going on, you know. So Look, I are... went to Les Schwab, and there wasn't no free fucking popcorn. Motherfuckers. I'm telling you, man. This uh, Corona thing has gotten out of hand. Well, they quit giving away <laughs> free beef a couple of years ago. And we have a company account with Schwab, and they always treat us really, really good. So, uh, Rustin and I have been taking the personal vehicles to them for years. Their price is a little higher than a lot of other places, but their service backup. Yeah, but come on, man. Else. Free flat fixes. That's a fucking That's what well, we just had. We had a nail in the tire. Rusty took it over. They got her in quick, got a patch, and she was on the road. So, you know, this guy's a Schwab or A-OK. But get, bring back the fucking popcorn and the free beef, you cheap SOBs. Well, and my <laughs> understanding was that, I mean, this is not pinball related, but the Schwab family was selling. They should buy pinball machines. Yeah, that they're selling the uh, the company. And so. bring back the goddamn. I, I mentioned my chemical distributor. I won't mention their name on air. They're good. They're good folk. They because they still have free soda pop and free popcorn and coffee. They used to have free ice cream. They had an ice cream machine, uh, like you know where you you open you know the where door. I go for free food. Companies that sell poison. Oh, fucking hey, man. <laughs> hey, they spent every time it's like Spence, the ice cream machine. It was like like a vending machine, but it was free because we had Schwab? we had ones on base, and you could get like no. a you uh, get like an Eskimo pie. I know that's like, not politically correct. Fuck you, Eskimo pies rock. Um, and you get like ice cream sandwiches. And on hot summer days, man, I'd stop in to pick something up. Three or four times. Yeah, I would. Well, they apparently, because of coronavirus, they suspended the plan to sell the company. Three weeks ago. Oh, okay. Good to know. So, so still, still keeping it. So let's uh, get back on track. Let's get back life. on track. So, so yeah. So you know it. So we all agree it'll. It look. They might see some harder times, but you know the silver ball will live on. Um, and really, let's be honest. I mean, we don't want it to go south, but you know, as Brian stated very eloquently, um, you know, this is a luxury toy. It's not a necessity of life. But it sure makes life a little bit better, don't it, folks? So, okay, so we're going to talk about uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because it's such a hot topic. LEs are shipping, folks. The LE, the L- I got to say something. The, the LE is so badass, I think. Uh, I like the diverter toy. That really makes the game pop see, and I'm, on the LE. I'm, I'm with you. Like, I look at that game and I think, oh, that diverter makes the game. And everybody who I've talked to is just like, oh, my God, it sucks. Like, I don't want the diverter. I don't want the diverter. And I'm just then buy a pro. Well, the diverter looks great. You know, I think that's why they all bought the pro. Yeah. They're all justifying their, their decision. But I'm just like, why wouldn't you want that? It doesn't really slow the game down. Uh, you know, the looks pro. looks awesome. Like, the, it looks exactly. like a super fun game. The pro option. looks like a lot of fun. The premium LE looks fun. People are just raving about the LE. And they're selling like hotcakes, you know. They're selling yeah. like pizza to Ninja Turtles. Art, yeah. Art Ninja looks Pizza. really, really nice. I still wish that they like sprung for the real voices, but their their sound alikes are pretty okay. Uh, and hard to do music, that. And it's got music from the Super Nintendo game, so can't be bad. Or from I guess the arcade. Yep. That's it on Ninja Turtles. Well, none of us have played it yet. Yeah, I know none of us have played it yet. What are we gonna I, say? Yeah. At least we can talk about what a worthless fucking pile of goddamn steaming dog shit. Stranger watched, Things is. I wonder what the I've new code is going to do, though. That's what I want to see. I do want to play it with the new code. Maybe it'll Make be Make it a bigger piece of dog shit? Yeah, I know, right? But we never know. I mean, 
press start, Reno is getting a Stranger Things premium. Evidently, uh, you have to mount it upside down to your ceiling so you can play on the upside. And they're for sure getting a TMNT premium. I do want to. The premium LED does look really cool with the film projector. I'm just, you know what? I'm still pissed off because I was so excited when we all got together out on location. Brian brought his boys. I brought Seth. He's the only one who wanted to go. For some reason, Mickey wanted to stay home. I don't know why. Uh, he's probably on his fake ID. I think he probably was. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> by the way, if you guys like spice cake, uh, Mickey, Mickey's been on a bacon kick. He's made like four cakes in the last week. Um, so he's on a bacon kick. He's quite the little chef. So good. Tell him to keep it up. That's what and, I do. And then you know when he's older and he decides he decides to go to college or whatever. He's going to be the most popular person out of all the friends because he can cook. Because he can cook and bake. Him and Seth both, you know, they can cook and bake. And <laughs> Mr. Dan needs a bottle opener for that cold brewski. And, uh, a brewski for me skiing. You there ski. you go. Just, just smoke it. Oh, Thanks. ultra oh. professional. That made, yeah. a beautiful, that made a beautiful little register on the... Uh, I just murdered, well, I guess we don't have live listeners. A so. main body slam. So just yeah. remember, folks, you asked for the worst, and we all got together. And you got it. That was a beautiful intro, You asked the for the worst. No, you got the worst. worst. Again, free entertainment in a time where it's desperately needed. I want to play Turtle so bad. And uh, 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 Vicky's been working on jokes, too. He had a really good one, and now I forget it. I hope I'll remember it again later. Probably about Alzheimer's. No, it was really good. Oh. Yeah. oh! It was really good, though. So anyway, so... All right, well, Ninja Turtles LE is shipping. And uh, if you can get anywhere where they have a Ninja Turtles you can play it, man, check it out. We're all real excited to play it. We haven't played it yet. We have to make a Reno trip soon, fellas. Yeah. Uh, Hot Wheels, still shipping. People are getting in their hot little hands, pun intended. By the way, Mark Scoff and all the Reno crew say hi. Oh, say hi back to Mark. too, yeah. Say hi back to Mark and the Reno crew, man. I I love everybody out. All you Reno fellas and ladies out there. We need to make a Reno trip. I love you guys, man, and I'm, I hope you're all doing well. And happy anniversary to Mark and his lovely wife. Yes, that's right. So, what, 29 years, 28 years? I'm not sure how long they've been. Yeah. He on Facebook. Long. That's only like 35 years old. You know, bless their hearts, man. Maybe Good for you guys. Great dangerous. people. Yeah. yeah I, I've not met his wife, but Mark's just I have a, not either. Mark's just such an awesome dude. Everybody up in Reno. They both seem like My, great people. You know, Michael and everybody. Um, just good folks up there. Um People are digging Hot Wheels, man. And it's the same price roughly as the Stern Pro. It's getting great reviews. They've made some code updates, which people are raving about. I watched some gameplay video. It's, you know what? Look, it's it's not going to be the deepest rule set of any game ever made. It's Hot Wheels. We all know it. It's fast and fun. And it's got some cool stuff in it. So, and then, oh, plus you can, you know, you can clip on your own Hot Wheels or whatever. Yeah. I'm mounting points and hardware to put your own Hot Wheels in it. Making it. The most expensive. If I ever get one, I'm putting the wheels. Fuck off, Spencer! (laughs) Go. No! I'm done! Finally. (laughs) If I ever get one, I'm putting the whizzer in. I remember when I was a little kid. In the back end, it had a little wheel, and you slide a little plastic plate, and you blow on it, and the wheel is spinning to make a cool noise. Close yours, Dan. They can't hear the finger, Dan. They can't hear the finger. (laughs) I need one of those whistles. (laughs) <laughs> I am looking forward to playing Hot Wheels more than Ninja Turtles. Uh, after watching, I think Dan sent me a link for a stream of it, and it just looks super fun. And I, I showed it to uh, showed it to my, my oldest Atticus, who's obsessed with pinball and Hot Wheels. And that's every time I see him, 
When can we go play Hot Wheels? When can we go play Hot Wheels? Okay. Start a GoFundMe page so Don't... Ryan can get one. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm not gonna go that route. Okay. I'm gonna start a GoFundMe page. It's gonna be for something good. Okay. Uh, like a new kidney. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it just looks super fun, and I love. The Hold on, I started to talk. You have something to say? I just want a water. Can you have me one? Fuck off. Okay. Fuck you don't off. get any water. Is that Russian? <laughs> <laughs> Russian water? Like I really like the idea that they added mouse and they put it like your favorite Hot Wheels. So if you're a, if you're like Thanks, a hardcore sir. Hot Wheel collector and you have a favorite car, you can put it in there. And it's also going to open up the doors for all those crazy modders going to put two LEDs into a car and charge a hundred bucks for it. You know, I, like it's, it. I really want to play one. It, it's a cool looking game. Oh yeah. Art, art looks good. Game looks like it shoots real, real well. Americans made two pretty awesome machines so far. Yeah. And what's uh, the bad one? No, they made two pretty awesome. Oh, two. Ones. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess they did technically make Magic Curl, so that's kind of a bad one. Oh, okay. Uh, but they made two pretty awesome machines so far, so hopefully this is a continuation of their trend. Well, you know, if you think about it, if you, if you go back to, let's go back to the early mid-90s. The Halcyon days. There you go. You had Valley Williams, you know, the powerhouse, okay? And then you had Capcom, Alvin oh, yeah, G. Yeah, yeah, Capcom in the late 90s for a minute. Yeah. yeah, Data East. Data East. Data East. Data East slash Sega. Gottlieb Premier. Gottlieb Premier. Yeah. And, and you had Alvin G. And not all of them were selling 10,000 games at a clip, but they were making some interesting and fun games. You know, one of my personal favorite games of, of that era, Frank Shot. I was over at uh, uh, George. Shout out to George Gonzalez. Hey! Love you, brother. Hey! And uh, uh, we played a few games of... Uh, Frank shot. I love that game. We had, you know, we had the, uh, when he had the COVID cup, we played it and uh, just had a blast. You know, I, I, it's simple. It's fun. It's got the modern features, but it's got kind of that old school, early solid state feel to it. Um, you know, and they only sold a thousand of those, but it's a fun game. It's got pretty girls and tight shirts on it. I mean, fuck, man, it's pinball. What's not to love? Girls, billiards, big boobies. I mean, Fucking America, man. America. It is. It's a fun game, but you, if you remember that time and period of when it came out, you can understand why it didn't sell. Oh, absolutely. Like it's a single level game. Yeah, that, that's going to kill it right there for the time period. Yeah. You know, we can look back on it with twenty twenty vision, and that's happened with a lot of games that even back in the day when I got into the hobby were just considered absolute stinkers, just uh, junkyard. Who done it? You know, who done it's nickname for. And the we all love that game. Was who played it? Yeah. You know, it's just these Tom games. Tom did a video yeah. and called it that. These games, yeah. they were just considered absolute stinkers when they came out. And for the by the by the hobbyists for years are having a resurgence. And you it's know just, hilarious? I loved Who Done It on Location. Yeah. Who Done It was one of my favorite games I ever and, played. And Who Done It was always the nicest game in the arcade. Because I was probably yeah. played it. <laughs> and <laughs> it was right next to a theater magic that was always broken. But Who Done It worked great. And so you got to right. always play it. Nobody was on it. Yeah, and well, looking looking back now is fuck the best time you ever had, huh? Oh man, it was awesome. It was it was more awesome when I bought one. But. Yeah, and that's just that's how the pinball hobby is. It's really cool to see these games that didn't always get love for the very longest time. All of a sudden, you just be everyone everyone likes them. Congo's a great example. I remember when Congo's you could pick them up for twelve to fourteen hundred all day every day. Years ago, at one of the California extremes. Um, 
and now it's a $4,500 game. The guy up, uh, I can't remember his name, Vic Ireland had a extremely nice Congo at California Extreme. It was beautiful. He was asking 1850 for it. Yeah. And I played it and I was like, it's all right. I was more into the looks of the game than anything else. A couple days later, I called him up and said, hey, you still got that Congo? He's like, no, I sold it. And it sold ridiculous, sold lower than his asking by a lot. And I kicked myself. Still don't care for the game, but I love how it looks. Man, that is maybe the ugliest game, too. No, well, I'm a like, big that's, It's so dog ugly. It's got all this weird stuff going on. Like it's I got just, like, I just monkeys, and, and it's got that volcano. But like when you put it all together, it does somehow work. It's that tropical look for me that I know why I like it. And plus, the multi-ball start on it is amazing. It's awesome. But that's how, like I said, that's how a lot of those games I mean, are. You got, you got an erupting volcano, you know, and then the... And I haven't seen it with a colored DMD, but I imagine it's pretty fucking yeah. sweet. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like, for me, it's like Shadow. Like, Shadow was a game that I wouldn't give the time of day to when it was in the arcade, just because of the movie tie-in, and it just didn't look that interesting. You never found one, because nobody bought it, I guess. And then when, you know, it showed up at League, and I played it, I was like, fuck, man, I need one of these. Like, this has to be in my life, and luckily I managed to make it happen, but... Yeah, that was one of those games. Nobody loved it. Now everyone's like, hey, man, play Shadow? It still is in our league. Yeah, Shadow's, okay. Shadow's a difficult game. When I got into the hobby, I passed on one for what was like $850 up in Tahoe. Wow. And I got into it because Great America had one in one of their arcades. But the, the upper play field never worked right. Yeah. So nine times out of ten, you go there, it was disabled, and you got there, and you were lucky it worked, but it didn't work right. But it's just, it's how it is. All games have fans now. Yeah, For the most part. There's a couple I can think of where nobody likes still. Well, but. when you know when everything got so stupid expensive, you know Perfect. all the A-listers. <laughs> that's going people crazy. People said, "I want a really cool game, but I can't afford this." I was like, "Man, what's this? You know, what's this Shadow? What's this Congo? What's this? You know, uh, whatever? You know, like I bought that WWF Royal Rumble, twelve hundred bucks, and it was I wouldn't say it was collector quality, but goddamn, it was very nice. That's a great game. It, it is. I miss it. I miss, I miss it more than Lord of the Rings, strangely enough. And we do need to get back on topic. topic? I'm getting a fuzz. Um, Hot Wheels. Okay. <laughs> Hot Wheels. Fuck. We've been yeah. sucking on exhost fumes. Oh, man. By the way, off. none of us have played Hot Wheels. Hey, Better stop this beer drink and drink some water. We're going to open the scotch later. Yeah. Multimorphic Heist is shipping. I really want to play that. Same. Uh, the Multimorphic. It's one of those platforms where if I, I wish I could afford it because I'd buy it. So now, wait, is Heist a game, or is it a P3 module? P3 module. It's a module, okay. yeah, but it's a full game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, it's got, you know, a story, like, it, you know, these guys, it's in a city, and uh, this... Yeah, but you install it in, in, your, in your P3. In your P3, oh, correct. In your, yeah, in your you multi-module. It's kind of like Pinball 2000 a little you bit. You can tell I didn't do my homework. But, but, that's what homework, Hey-o. yeah. You've had, a, you've had a hell of a busy week. We talked on, what, on Friday, right? Yesterday, you mean? Yeah. Fuck. Was, yeah. So, um, Heist looks incredible. Yeah. The P3 games are all super fun to play. Um, I think I played my first game with Dan. And when I got to the point, and I, I think it was Lexi Lightspeed, when the squares popped up and you had to hit them to progress like in the passageway, that was incredibly cool. No other game does that. Have, yeah, you, Lexi, have you seen Heist gameplay video? I haven't seen the gameplay video, but I've seen a lot of pictures of the layout. With the pop-up cubes? Yeah. There's a like a armored car or milk truck, I think it's an armored car, that's going across the play field. And it's a cityscape, and there's different things going on in the cityscape. It looks really cool. 
and the the little blocks will pop up and you got to try to hit because where the truck is passing the blocks will light up and you got to try to hit that to knock off the armored car yeah see that's that's and then the crane it's got a cool crane it's kind of like batman like batman but it does way more cool shit um i mean the integration of the screen looks really cool i really want because i like lexi lightspeed a lot and uh, i've gotten a little bit of time on it in different places on location at a show and at a collector's home so um so i've got a little bit uh, brad has one or had one i think he traded that off um it's fucking a lot of fun no he kept that he traded the uh the the emulator machine it does seem like it would be a really cool platform to own like if you like if you really just wanted to sell off a couple decent games and and drop the big bucks and get a p3 because they're doing a lot of exciting shit with it. I heard it's got uh, head-to-head now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's got head-to-head and uh, third-party development. Oh, Dave and Buster's gets them. Uh, there's, uh, well, Dave and Buster's is testing yeah. them at Texas. But near, it's not going to happen. Near the loca- you never know, man. That'd be cool, though. Maybe pinball's back on top in a big way if you think about it. You know, we are just talking earlier about the different manufacturers in the 90s. Right now, we've got Stern, Jersey Jack, Spooky, American, um, that are producing and shipping games. Maybe Deep Root's going to do something hell if I know anymore. Um, you know, we got multi, we've got multi-morphic shipping games. There's five companies shipping games. Okay? We haven't seen this since the mid-90s, around 94, 95, right when things started to turn south for the industry, unfortunately. But... You know, five companies shipping pinballs. Plus, you got a couple other little manufacturers, which we're going to talk about uh, next, actually. Um, yeah, uh, if you want to see an unboxing, you can go to Buffalo Pinball. If you want to see a gameplay video, you can go to Dead Flip. Uh, you can check that out on the interwebs. And uh, check out uh, Heist, man. It's a, I like the theme. I like the story idea. The gameplay looks really cool. Everything about it looks cool. It's got a lot of fun. It's got a third flipper. Um, and from what I've heard, uh, unlike other previous platforms where you could change out the play field and it was a little bit, you know, you got a smaller play field. You only got like the upper one third is movable, removable play field. And so it's not overly heavy. It's really easy. It takes just a couple of minutes. So win-win for everybody. Any more thoughts on uh, Multimorphic Heist? Man, it'd be really cool to play it. Yeah, buy one. Somebody we know, on buy one. one. And let us come over with or without masks. All right, Alex, get on that. Okay. So. Yeah, sell, sell your NASCAR. We talked about it, and I'm, I'm Alex, willing. Alex, I'll give you 1500 for your NASCAR. Uh, we're, we're, right we're, some of us here are willing to perform no favors. Deal. Wink, wink. 1500 bucks, baby. 1500 simoleons. 1500 bucks, and you can be involved when Dan and I switch over to Talladega Nights. And we make it into Ricky Bobby. Yes. I'm Ricky Bobby. And if you don't chew big red, anyways, fuck you. What, what do we got? What's next on the Riot on the track mode? Riot, Riot Pinball. Pinball. Legends of Valhalla. This is their second game. Their first one was Wooly or uh, Wrath of Olympus. Thank you, Dan, because I was searching for that and it was Wooly, not up there. Wooly. See, I was thinking you could say Wrath of Olive Beer, and I'm like, Wooly. yeah, I'd like to sing us that. Uh, have you guys seen the gameplay video of this thing? I've never even heard of it. It's so got a Viking so ship. It's got three ramps. It's got a, a left ramp. It's got a ramp three quarters of the way up. 
and it goes all the way to the very tip top of the play field. Uh, looks, it's a, a flow game. It's got a third flipper, and it's off the left, and it shoots on a, a curved ramp. It, I mean, it's got a Viking ship that's a physical ball lock. This thing is really cool looking. Really cool. Feel looking. like it's a coincidence that when American did their little, uh, hey, which of these five titles would you like? That they teased a Viking title, and then Riot came out with a Viking title. Um, uh, by the way, the artwork on it's really beautiful. Little X Files for you there. I mean, I think that it's uh, it can't just be a coincidence. Well, what if? What if they just spelled Minnesota Vikings and it just didn't go anywhere? <laughs> Vikings. The Washington Possums? Because they played that at home and get killed on the road? I saw that. Oh! Meme. Oh, the Washington Possums. <laughs> <laughs> that was a beautiful meme, by the way. So Our, yeah. our buddy Keith and Martinez sent me a funny one, too. He's like, they should just cha- keep their name as Redskins and just change their mascot to a potato. Oh, I saw that, that meme too. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Keith and Dottie, two of the sweetest people on planet pinball. I have not seen Viking it, so I, or I'm gonna have to take a look. Yeah, yeah when we finish the episode, man, I'll load it up for you and check it out if you oh, want. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool, man. I mean, it's got a lot going on. It's got a real neat layout, blowy. But the thing with Riot is they sell games in the single digits. Well, if you remember, they were trying to get Spooky to manufacture, and they had to get a hundred. Uh, uh, hundred orders. People sent in their money. They couldn't get to. I don't know what number they got to. They couldn't get close enough to a hundred to make it work. They refunded every penny. So yeah. they're they're like they're stand up, but I they're mean, stand up like, dudes. Yeah, not like manufacturing. Well, games. Like, okay, all the other fucking fly by night cheese whiz. You know, we won't mention their names. Okay, we will. Uh, Skip me. Skip B and uh, uh, Zidware. Uh, let's say it, John Papa Duke. You screw so many people. It screw so many people. Then you know things went south. Oh, and then of course uh, Highway with the Alien, which the rumors continue to fly. The Alien's going to be remade, but it's going to be a narrow body and blah blah blah. Uh, Why would it? I mean, if they made it into a narrow body, it wouldn't be Alien. That's a great game. Yeah, that's true. Like that game fucking rocks. Like, you know, it is so fun. J-Pop's next game would just be called Weinstein because he's still good at screwing people. There, which I'm yeah, gonna, exactly. I'm gonna say he's not very good at screwing people. Though that's the irony of the matter. Yeah, not good at it at all. Like fucking J-Pop. Like I don't believe J-Pop set out to fuck people. Like I just think that he just did it natural. So gameplay's on Weinstein. the gameplay videos yeah, exactly. on Buffalo. No, he set out to fuck people. <laughs> yeah, he did. Oh, I'm just being a dick. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, funny. So was he. It's funny. Oh. oh. <laughs> so if you're interested in checking out, uh. Legends of Valhalla. Legends of Valhalla. It's the Riot Pinball. Riot Pinball. And you can check out the gameplay video thanks to our good friends over at Buffalo Pinball. Buffalo Pinball. So before we get into our next segment, I'm I'm going to give us a word from our sponsor. Taco Bell. No, better. As soon as it loads up. Oh, good job, Spencer. You're right on top of it. How about a hearty Castleberry's Pit Cook Barbecue Sandwich? Mmm, Castleberry's has the smoky, savory goodness you get only with the finest lean chunks of meat. Slow cooked over a real barbecue pit to seal in the succulent juices and braised with a zesty barbecue sauce. No wonder Castleberry's Pit Cook Barbecue Sandwiches have such a luscious flavor. Great with soft drinks, french fries, and other fine snacks. Visit our snack bar now 
and ask for Castleberry's Pit Cook Barbecue Sandwiches. Castleberry's Pit Cook Barbecue Sandwiches. Mmm. Okay, I don't get it. Are we really getting paid? No. Fuck. Let's do that ad from the 50s. It's summer I driving. We're getting paid here, man. Getting paid. Fuck, man. I gotta. I, <laughs> I gotta go down to the. Go down to the. Pinball ain't cheap, and I haven't stopped buying them. I've got a problem. Fucking a, you do. <laughs> a good problem to have, good sir. Good you're problem to, to have. You care enough to win, and you care enough to cheat. There you go. Win, but uh, on a good note, on, on a good note, you know it's summer. Drive-in movies are open. Did y'all hear that Walmart is going to turn some of their parking lots into drive-in movie theaters? That's incredible. That's maybe the best thing that Walmart's ever done. Yeah. It's weird. I it's doubt not... it because I got to pick up all the heroin needles first. So that's yeah. That, yeah. There you go. And the, and the dirty diapers every and the gloves good, and the masks. Every Walmart or every good drive-in theater has heroin needles and dirty diapers. Yeah. Usually used to go to the one out here in Sacramento. Speaking of one in Sacramento. I drove by there the other day, and they were playing the Goonies, and I was like, why the fuck don't I go to the drive-in? I was just yeah, and I was like, oh, I have all these movies on video. Great segue, Dan, because I was going to bring that up. Hi -yo. Uh, oh, through, oh, all, all, through the rest oh, of this weekend, oh, all week, oh. until I guess at least Thursday, double feature, The Goonies, and Gremlins. That's a good double feature. That's There's, a hella good double feature. You know what's feature. funny is like, that drive-in is where I originally saw The Goonies in like 1985. Really? That's awesome. That is a true story. That's awesome. That is awesome. You should grab Jamie and go get some popcorn and go enjoy the movie. I need to pick the truck. Hey, pick yes, up some yeah. cat. Pick up some Castleberries, pit smoked barbecue. If we, are, if you're getting money and we're not getting a cut, so I'm this company pissed. hasn't been around since 1967. Look, I don't know, man. <laughs> you talk over me a lot, and now you're being all duplicitous about sponsors. Wait, wait, Dingleberries barbecue? <laughs> no, Castleberries. No, no. Castleberries Castle barbecue. <laughs> White Castle. White Castle's a, awful. Yeah, White Castle. White hey, Castle's well, fuck, well, I love their burgers. I'm telling you. <laughs> I love them little burgers. You're not going to mention anything about Spencer's taste for I admit it was a dick move, and I bought your breakfast. Damn, we are moving through tonight's episode. So we don't have anything to talk about because we haven't played any of the new games. No shit, right? All right, well, we're we'll going to uh, we're going to open up the time capsule. It's a new segment here. Um, I was going to have some music for it, but this is a segment that every other pinball show has done, oh. and now we're doing it too. I got it. Live it, but a lot love worse. it. Rub it on your face. It's that good. There you go. I had a I had a sound bite. Put, Talk about my Reno trip. Put it in your we mouth. Did. You already we talked did. about your Reno trip. Uh, you guys have to forgive Alex. He said two Coca Colas and a beer. A beer. <laughs> Alex thought about a Coke Zero, a Coca Cola, and now a beer. It's the sugar. The sugar does it to him. Okay, so our time capsule is going to open up to forty years ago. Four zero. The it's class of nineteen eighty. I'm gonna go down a list of games. We're gonna start with Bally. Games. Mystic. <laughs> yes, I love that. Black Knight. All right. Oh no, that's okay. Williams. We're gonna start with Bally. I put them in alphabetical order. Just the companies, not the game. I don't know the. Now alphabet. I didn't go to all the smaller companies like Zakaria or Zachariah, however you want to say it. Zachariah. And, and some of the smaller Italian and Spanish companies. I just went with the big four Americans. So no, no Sonic games. I didn't go any Sonic, and there was a few that Damn I know. It. Sonic I Boom. Her. We could do it next episode. There. Sonic know. makes good slides. All right. Anyway. First ballot, and, and these aren't in uh, these aren't in chronological order. What month they were first released? No, it's alphabetical order. 
Well, just the company, not the game. Well, goddamn it! I know. I got lazy. Okay, I was I was eating chips and salsa. Fuck. Mm. I, I actually was when I was writing this. Yeah. Um. So we're start with Frontier. Valley Frontier. Who's played it? Love it. I like I the game. I, I, I love the art. I don't know what it is about this that game. Be a terrible segment. Who's played it? Uh, 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 <laughs> I have. <laughs> I played it. I remember playing it back in the day. I remember playing the show. For some reason, that, that artwork always speaks to me like I was somewhere in the mountains one time, stopped at some little mountain house, you know, bar and grill and general store, and they had one in there. Wait, I know something about this game. Does it have a chirping cricket sound effect? Yes. I believe it does. Yes, I have listened to a podcast about this before. You know, it's funny because I know Spencer's lying because he's like, yeah, one time when I was up in the mountains, I was playing my banjo. And like Burt Reynolds came out of nowhere with his friend. We dueled banjos for a bit. Ned Beatty just turned like 88 or some shit. So bless his heart. Deliverance is such a rad flick. It is. George Christian. It the is. best part about it is that kid looks what? like Lost Pro all grown up. Oh, is it the Oh, God. Yeah, George oh, Christian. He does. I was like, that's a random shit. statement. Wow, he does. God, I never thought about that before. George Christian? Or? No, uh, Ross Perot. Wait, <laughs> he what? does look like Ross Perot. a lot of good stuff in the 80s. What are we even talking about? We're talking about Hot Dog in the next game. Hot Dog? That's a I've played game. Hot I Dog. Played that. I've played Hot Dog. And it's, 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 it's one of those super wide bodies from that era of Bally's. There was a couple that year. Fun game. Haven't played it a lot. Played shows. Flipper Room? Uh, Flipper Room. Thank you. They have one. Up next is played the Sean's. Uh, okay, the one up next I played the least. I played two or three games on it. All now, at, are we just gonna say that we played these games, or are we gonna say anything about them? We'll say something about them if you know something. I don't hot, know about hot dogging is actually a super super fun game. The only thing that I can't get behind on hot dogging is that it has that little out lane, like that little side lane that you have to hit, and then to make the ball deflect, like there's a factory nail sticking in the play field. That's pretty tacky, Valley. But besides that, that game is, is pretty They rad. just ran and out I think of money. That I actually, I, I played it a bunch with Alex and got curb stomped many, many times, but have won at least once. And it's also a game that I think of the few games in that area that I, I can come pretty close to rolling. Because you can score a lot of points on it. Yes, yeah, yeah, I've played a handful of games on it, so I just don't know enough about it. So. Let's talk to our resident game expert. Brian, tell us all about hot dogging. I might go to Costco when I hot dog. <laughs> um, no, I, I've only played it a handful of times. It's, it's okay. I don't mind it. But it does have that 80s, you know, nail needs to go here type of thing. Right. Um, but that was, again, what they did back then. You know, oh, we need to do some ball deflection. We got these nails. And it's going to cost us .0003 cent per game. So, you know, the total outlay for the run is going to be two bucks. We're in. Right. You know. It, there wasn't any thought, like we've discussed many times before, about these games having to last until the 84 Olympics. They didn't do – no. Right. You make your money back in three to six months. You keep it on the floor for two, two and a half years, and you move it on. Yep, into the dumpster it goes. Yeah. Um, up next is Mystic. This is a game of the Valley uh, lineup of 1980 that I've played the least. I've played maybe two, three games at uh, the Pinball Museum. Beautiful artwork. Okay, gameplay. I played it at Press Start, actually. They have it right now, don't they? Yes, they do. Kevin, shout out to Kevin Woods. I don't know if you know Kevin Woods or not, but he takes care of all the games at Press Start, and he goes above and beyond. We're talking cleaning light sockets to tightening down posts to super thorough. 
when it comes to isn't it crazy working rare? on a pinball? Yeah, it's super rare. Yeah, the only thirty nine fifty were made. Like I think I saw it on TNT like once, yeah. and that's all that I know about. And it's very game. similar to Frontier it's, Mystic. I discovered it is. I love the artwork on it. The artwork on it's amazing. Oh, the artwork's outstanding. Um, that's what I. Enjoy. The gameplay is meh for me, but I love how it looks. It's just beautiful. Okay, next game would be... I think we've all mysticed out. I okay. think that's all we got. Nitro Ground Shaker. This was on location at the Flipper Flapper Fun Company in Oroville, California, where it was a brand new game. This, our next game, Rolling Stones, Xenon, which is down the list, and Future Spa. And there was maybe another game or two. I don't remember. It's been too many years. How great is the back loss on Nitro Ground Shaker? It's dope. Like, the it's artwork is so great. Good. Yeah. Oh. Like, the game is fine. It's an 80s valley, but man, like, it, it's one of the coolest looking games, one of the coolest themes. Like, I don't have any, like, deep personal memories attached to it, but every time I see it, I'm just like, ah, it, it, it's so play, cool. The, the artwork is Another amazing. George Christian game. The theme is cool. The artwork is absolutely stunning. Eh, the gameplay's so so. But you know what? I haven't had a huge amount of time. Even then, I was plugging more money into Xenon. And Future Spawn, because those games to me were so much funner. Plus, you know, I went, oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah, oh, we're going to so, get oh, and we're the, hammer. The, the Graham Shaker, it's a great looking game. I agree with the gameplay. Uh, the gal who I bought the bowler from, God, that had to be 10 years ago now, had like three or four of those tucked away. And they went, they were all in various, we're not talking mint games here, by the way. We're talking heavily routed. anywhere from heavily routed up to not so heavily routed. All right. But she had three or four of them. They went cheap. Yeah. Like, because well, 10 years ago, nobody wanted. Like two, 300 bucks cheap, right? Yeah. yeah. Nobody wanted solid But for two games. or 300 bucks, that's a hell of a game. I'd buy one for two or 300 bucks. Uh, yeah, it's one of those situations where if I had more money and space, I would have bought a lot more than just a bowler. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for the time, you know, like I said, (laughs) people have fond memories of it. It's part of pinball history, and it's not a terrible game. I just, I didn't play it enough to really, you know, because just, there was nothing on it besides the artwork that grabbed me. It would Um, definitely look good next to a Hot Wheels. It would. Oh, yeah, for sure. Anybody who's a racing fan, I mean, drag racing with a skull and girl with, you know, very well. If I had unlimited room for games, like, I'd have a nitro version. Oh, so would I. It's fun to look at. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And up next, of course, is Rolling Stones, which was also in that lineup. Uh, Stern Rolling Stones, yes. No, 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 no the Ballad. No, it's sarcastic. Uh, I was going to say the good one. I'm going to tell you yeah. something about the Ballad game you may not know, and I think we might have talked about it a time or two. And I didn't know this either. I never recognized it. I hardly ever played that one. I played it a few times. That game has a feature that's only on that game, and, and there's two of them. A regular, just steel post with a little, you know, tiny rubber uh, grommet, but when you hit it, it scores points. It's on a little flex oh, wow. mechanism, That's little kind of switch. Cool. That's a good idea. Actually. It's really fucking cool. And on I bet each... it's the exact same thing as the ball from uh, Premium or Limited Iron Maiden. No, I'm I'm just thinking that'd be a really cool thing to add into a game, like for like a center ball save. You know, it, like they have in a lot of games like that. Right, but it where, scores points. Yeah, that's a good um, idea. Or it makes fun of you. There you go. Or it congratulates you on being uh, on the left, using the boat. On the left and right side, about mid-play field, there's uh, a horseshoe loop, a little horseshoe yeah. loop. Yeah. And you roll over a couple of, I think, star rollovers. Uh, but uh, Todd Tucky did a gameplay video on it. It's really cool. And if you miss that shot and you hit that post, it gives you, like I think, like 10 points. 
That's pretty good. That's neat. I like that. You know, it's, That's pretty yeah, cool. it's really cool. And it's the only game they ever did that had that feature. So I played it a little bit back in the day, but not, you know. I it, played it at a couple of shows years ago. Yeah. It, it, 80s game. Like, this is before I really developed a taste for that type of stuff. Right. Um, I'd have to play it now to see how I feel about it now as my tastes have matured and I've gotten... Well, if you find one to play, at least now you'll be looking for those posts. That's all know? I want to shoot for. Yeah, it's all you want to <laughs> shoot for. And they're not worth hardly any points because, oh, well, fuck, it's the only game that's got it. Isn't that kind of cool? But like, you, just be, you know, you and Dan both brought up, oh, you can do so much more with that. You can make it taunt you or laugh at you. You could make it, you know, an outlane drain save post. There's a lot of cool stuff you could do with that. I'd love to see somebody bring that little feature back. Yeah, my brain's awash right now on what you could do with that in certain games. Anyways. There's a retheme. Or just take find an old fucked up Rolling Stones. I can just imagine out. like if you use something like in the game, my favorite game, like in a funhouse. Say you had that in a funhouse and it would hit, but it would register that hit and like the next hit would register on the plate field and be like, Hey, nice ball save, Joe, or whatever. And then like if it missed, like it registered that hit and it went into the drain, he could taunt you. That's I, I love you know, it. Something along those back. lines would be kind of cool. I'm like, it's definitely something that would be great to see brought back. Next up is the most deceiving game for me as far as beautiful artwork, amazing artwork, great theming. It looks very simple, but there's so much more to it if you actually got to play one for a while. We've all played it a bit, I know, because Adam had it for some time. There's actually Cassidy's game. Uh, that's Silver Ball Mania. I love that game. Fuck that game. Love that game. Me too. It's beautiful. It's incredibly difficult. But it's one... I would, Like Dan with Nitro Ground Shaker, if I had the space, a nice... I would just have one just to look at. Uh, yeah. Years ago, I passed on two again to Pinagogo. Um, it was like two for 300 bucks. Wow. And you could get a nice one out of it. Um, God, I, I wish I could remember the gentleman's name. He's the... Uh, He's out in the Sebastopol area, uh, but he had like two for like three hundred bucks. You get it. This is before any reproduction. Yeah, but yeah, I understand the hate for it. It's not the easiest playing game. It's definitely I don't difficult. I I miss it, and I love playing that at league nights. I did too. I loved practicing it. Yeah, but like when it came time to play that game in league, it always fucked me. But it's a neat game. Like, it's got a lot going on. I love the middle part of that yeah, game. Yeah, that, that middle ball kick save, out. shoot back, kick out. You have to shoot is. the middle in order to get it. Yeah. And except for International Rescue having to spell, do you have to spell Silver Ball Mania or just Silver Ball? It's a long thing to spell. There's a lot of targets to hit. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's a cool game. Just like, I just don't know why, but that game loved me in practice and hated me in league. Just like real life. Yeah. <laughs> That didn't make any sense. Real life loves me in practice. And, and next up is another wide body that uh, <laughs> I used to play a lot back when it was a new game that was one at a little pizza place. And we would play it for I would play with my dad and a family friend, Dave. Shout out to Dave. Dave Tungate. We love you, man. I got to call you. We got to have lunch soon. There's no chance Dave is listening to this. I know there's not. You not never know. That's Space Invaders. Valley Space Invaders. <laughs> It's like, well, we waterboard or we make you listen to the spinner is lit. So, <laughs> I love waterboards. Bring on the water. Yeah, the waterboard sounds Space pretty fucking Invaders, good right now. Great game, but that's definitely a game that totally could have been done as a narrow body. Yeah. 
Like, if I need a sleep aid, it'd probably be playing Space Invaders. Well, you know, we when we recorded a few months ago before the Rona over at uh, Eric's house, Eric Selford. Shout out to Eric. What up, Eric? And uh, he had gotten one. Still there in the same spot. Yeah, I'm sure it is in the garage next to the Challenger or the Cuda. Cuda. The Cuda. Cuda. Next to that beautiful Cuda of his. Uh, yeah, played, man, played great. It was fun. I mean, he did a nice job, you know, put some tasteful LEDs in it, cleaned it, waxed it, new rubbers, uh, got everything working right. He got it pretty cheap, I think 400 bucks or something. A little playful wear, but not terrible. And they're redoing the playfills right now. Which is amazing to me. That and uh, Paragon. Because well, they uh, sold a lot of them. They like, did, but, so you you understand. I mean, that it makes sense that they do. And like, the back glass was so cool. It's oh, so the back good. glass is amazing. You know, and the artwork's. Cool. It's a great looking game. It's just it's a snooze fest for me. It just the only miss on that game for me is the title, like because it is not Space Invaders. No, I'm well, sure. it has the music though. It is absolutely alien. It's alien, and I think didn't they get sued for that? I think Probably, they did. yeah. But the music is done. Yeah. It's a fun game. You know what? I mean, if, you, if any of these games we're talking about, uh, listeners, you know, if you find one on location at a collector's house at a show, give them a play, man. All of them. They're all worth playing at least once or twice. Except Mystic. No, even, no, I'm even, sure even Mystic. Right. So, um, give them all a check out. You know, I've got some fond memories that playing a lot. It doesn't hold up for me as well as some of the other games from that era. You know, you can turn that off. I, I don't want to. Just go into, like, your power settings and make it so it doesn't turn off. Oh, that. You know I'm computer illiterate, right? <laughs> okay. I mean, I yeah, can, I've listened to your podcast. I, right? I know. You've actually listened? Shit. Uh, actually, that was a lie. <laughs> okay. Next up is a game I absolutely love. Um, I want one really bad. I can never get enough of this. Viking. Uh -oh. oh, Viking's rad. Viking's dope. I mean, that game, it's just so fucking fun to shoot. Yeah. It looks cool. It plays cool. It's got that dead center spinner. Yeah. Like, that game is just... It's got the lower pop bumpers and the out lanes. Like, ah, oh, it's so neat. I mean, it's got regular drop targets. It's got inline drops. Like you said, that rad spinner, which is, you know, that's a, a guts or glory shot, you know. I mean, it's really not worth all that many points, but it's so fun to hit. Oh, yeah, it's just but awesome. And, yeah, when the ball comes back through it. And it's like, oh, shit, and then it's on. So that's a fun game to shoot. It's just, it's beautiful. The, the theme's really cool, and it's a lot of fun to shoot. And they didn't make a lot of them, and you don't see them come up that often. Luckily, we know a couple of uh, collector buddies that have it. And they have real nice ones, and uh, we uh, get to play them. Yeah, that's that's a cool, cool game. Yeah, it is. And the last one from uh, uh, Valley for the class of 1980, this was a game-changer game, I mean, for the industry. Xenon. Absolutely. Not Z the first talking game, but the first talking game with a sexy girl voice. Xenon's a game where if you could add in a new song to it just because of the bottom of the play field, you'd add, on, you'd add in the thong song. Because you got that chick's ass. And I'm being sexist. I'm sorry. You got that chick's ass right there with the thong. Just right there going, you know, with the hands up. And that game, yeah, the sexy female voice, it was overtly... Try tube shot. Yeah. And yeah. I had a lot of time in that game because for a while, uh, the ex had borrowed Tots with the overlay on it, which was probably the nicest overlay I've ever seen in the game, and it played great. 
So I got a lot of time on that game. You know, it's it's fun. And it had the cool mirrored back glass with the lights. Yeah. Uh, uh, it had early music or sound mm-hmm. effects. Uh, you know, good speech. Um, it had the ramp. Uh, two ball, multi ball. Uh, you know, it had a little bit of everything. Great spinner shot, drop targets. Those cool little button rollovers at the top, which were a bitch to hit. Um, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it had a lot going on for it. it had a, a great art package. It was a lot of fun. Oh no, it's it's iconic, and it's definitely Valley's best that year. Yeah, I like agree. Xenon is, is an all time classic. It's got the art. It's got the sound. Yeah, it's got the gameplay. You know, it's got it's got the ramp. You know, which is you know in those days it was unusual to elevate. Yeah, you know, and it's it's a really really good game, and and there's some people out there building just gorgeous ones. Oh yeah, just really bringing those things back. Cheddar had a nice one for yeah. a bit. Xenon Xenon is one of those games that deserves it. Even even a '90s kid like me knows Xenon and goes like, oh yeah, this game's this game's got it going on. And up next is Gottlieb. Before we do that, I'm just going to give two quick shout outs because I haven't been giving them out lately. Uh, the obligatory practical Steve and El Cerrito shout out. Love you, brother. Miss you. we got to play some pinball together and drink some beer soon. And to Moth, the legendary, the the pinball. I, I mean, he is like the professor of pinball. He really is. Moth, love you, brother. we got to get together and play some pinball and have some food and drink some beer. Uh, and how. And how. Um, so we're going to go with the Gottlieb. Starting off the Gottlieb is Asteroid Annie and the Aliens. That game's fun. I love the artwork. I like the theme. The gameplay to me is okay. I, I don't know. I just I like it. And that's a single player, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, remember. I haven't played one in a long I haven't seen one in a long A couple, three time. years ago at a show. I think the last time I played one was probably around 2014 at the Pinball Hall of Fame. Somewhere around there. And I like it. It's I'm not normally a fan of a lot of Gottlieb's, but that one's just fun. I like it. Right on. Play yeah. the PHOF too. I can't. I can't account for my taste. My tastes are crap. Dan gave it a pass. Dan gave it a pass. Never played it. Okay. All right, that's okay. We're not. You know, we're gonna hit and miss on this one. I think I've seen it, but I don't think I've ever actually Didn't, played it. I want to say that Richard Conger had one at the Silver Ball Ranch, but I don't recall it working. I don't know. If he had one, I I don't think I played it. He probably has one, but. I know that I played a lot of. I know I played a lot of. Yeah, like Spider Man and Hulk, and I was just so amazed to see those games. I was like, Oh my god, the comics! He's got the comic games. I want to play them. Yeah, Um, I still love both those games. Yeah, they've got that look. They do. Uh, Next up is Buck Rogers. Love the artwork. Not so much of the gameplay. Love the artwork. Another one that was at the Odyssey Arcade when I was a kid. Played it a little bit, but there were so many games in there. It was just, you know, between pinballs and videos. I, I never got a lot of time on it. I'd love to play one again. I'll be honest with you. You know, I'm not familiar with the old serials. But, yeah, six-year-old me thought Aaron Gray was the most perfect person on the planet. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's not based on the show, is it? Yeah, on the TV show movie. Yeah. How have I not played that? Did Mike, um, didn't Michael have one for a short time? I don't know. It shows up at Pentagogo a couple of times. I know I played it there. But the artwork on it's great. I think that's the last of the one of the last system ones. She was smoking hot. So I'm gonna if you're out there. I'm single. Oh my god. And I'm only forty, so I know. I'm gonna gonna see about hooking you up with Erin Gray. There's a YouTube video of her doing a striptease in lingerie. Oh, 
like recently? Because she's no, like no, back when she was smu- no, like before Buck Rogers, <laughs> probably either right, right at Buck Rogers or before Buck Rogers, some soap opera. You know, it always blew me away because I didn't watch Buck Rogers really until later, until after I'd seen Silver Spoons. Only did two seasons. And so she was like the secretary, uh, she made secretary wife lady, and then yeah, and then I was just like, oh my god, the secretary wife lady is a space girl, and she's hot. The weird it's thing, spandex. The, the weird thing is with Buck Rogers is every time I've seen it or played it, the back glass has always just been in ruins. I can't recall ever seeing one with a nice back glass. Oh wow. A lot of those back glasses and those those system one Gottliebs really took a beating. Well, of course, and again, just like all pinballs from back then, it's supposed to last two or three years. And, it's and they, they were on some places like a Seven Eleven or something, twenty four seven. Yeah, and the home well, there was no home market again back then. Right. And getting them remade is probably difficult because of the license. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure they all need the money. Uh, anyway, when was the last time you saw Gil Gerard working? Is you Gil know? Gerard still alive? I probably was wondering that. Yeah, maybe not. Gil Gerard's a straight gangster. Yeah. So next up is Circus, which one just came up for sale locally recently. A project. Never played it. I, I don't think I have either, and that game looks so fun. I want to play one. It's nothing. a super wide body like Genie, so really want to play one. I love the artwork. I love, you know, that. Especially now with Circus is being really largely a thing of the past. You know, I like the nostalgia of it. Cirque de, Sole, Cirque de Soleil, or however it's pronounced. They don't have elephants and clowns. Well, I'm just because of the circus out. They filed for bankruptcy too. Oh, you're shitting me, really? Yeah. I thought they were doing well. Oh, with the Rona, shit. Wow. Oh man, fuck 2020. <laughs> Jesus, shit was supposed to be. We were supposed to have goddamn flying cars by now, people. What are you talking about? We're just doing 1920 all over. I think we but, are. Yeah, exactly. So what? What's next after circus? Counterforce, which we've all played. Oh, yeah. Counterforce, all the drop targets. That game's got all the drop targets in the world, and you gotta hit them. And it's also like four feet wide, and there's like an inch that you can drain on either side, and the ball always finds that inch. But ah, oh, counterforce. Unless you're Juniper now. Counterforce kicks yes. ass, and yeah, Juniper kicks some butt at it. Jesus, I've always Counterforce has always taken really good care of me in league. I am a fan of Counterforce. I love that game. And, love it. and the sound gets. Fucking insane It's a traditional pinball that did sort of kind of the same thing that uh hyperball and uh what's the other one? Yeah, it's a bank of like what sixteen is it how many drops is it? Twelve? It's a lot of drops. I think twelve. And you have to knock them all down in a time limit. Right. And that just gets intense. But if you think you got it's four flippers. Yeah. You got upper, you got elevated flippers, and like you have to be able to use them. And like I said, it's just, it's one of those games that it feels like it's hard to die on because it's a million miles wide. Uh, but it's just like you have to take risky shots. Right. Because you have to get those drop targets if you want to get them points. Right. And that's what Hyperball and whatever that other game that Steve Rapid Fire. Rapid Fire. Rapid, no, he I got Hyperball. Hyperball and Rapid Fire were trying to do because. You have the lights on. Right, but Counterforce manages to be fun. Right. They did it right, and it's still a pinball machine. Where they tried to come up with something like, oh, it's kind of a pinball, but it's not really, but it's kind of a, like no, a it's video a, game. It's a shooting gallery. It's a shooting right. gallery, and it's not and a And they're fun for a few games. But Counterforce said, we can do it in an actual real pinball, you know, where it's like a Space Invaders type of thing, where they're coming down and getting faster, and you've got less time, and you got to shoot that last god darn target. And, oh, I can't aim for shit tonight. And yeah, it's just a blast to play. 
just for fun. It's a blast to play in league or tournament. It's a if you've never played a counterforce, listeners, find one. Um, then it make a terrible a lot of them. I don't think, but it's a hell of a fun game, and I'm so glad some of our local collector friends own that game because um, it's it's a blast to play. It's a good game. Definitely dope. Up next is one I know I played a couple times many, many years ago. It was a new game at the local arcade. And I think maybe once or twice a show over the years, but it's so unmemorable. But, I mean, it's part of the lineup. So, uh, James Bond 007 by yes. Gottlieb. You like it? I do. I have to play it more. If Alex likes it, I got to give it another shot. I have no familiarity with it. And, in fact, I didn't even realize it existed. Until people started talking about if Stern's going to do a Bond game. And I was like, well, they've only ever done one Bond game over the years. And it's like, no, it turns out they've done two. So I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. It was a timed game. It is. It's a timed game. Kind of like Beat the Clock. Kind of like Beat the Clock or uh, Travel Time. That's a weird game. Which, if any listener wants a Travel Time, I uh, one of my uh, our neighbors lives a couple blocks away. Uh, uh, they're kids friends with my boys. And they have a Travel Time. It's back last. Place but looks okay. Backlash got a little bit of cracking and flaking. They want like it plays. They want like two hundred bucks. Email us at whatever the email address is. The spinner is lit at gmail.com. You Thank go. you, Dan. Uh, yeah, I got. I just don't have enough time on it. Alex says it's good. You know what? If you find one, give it a shot. You may dig it. It's got a weird layout and it's a timed game. Um, up next, beautiful artwork. Some people love it. I honestly bores the hell out of me, and I'm terrible at it. Panthera. Gottlieb Panthera. Eh. Black hole-ish eh. without a lower play field. Yeah, eh. I can eh. take it or leave it. Oh, is that? No, I'm thinking of... Cheddar has I'm thinking one. of Eclipse. He had an Eclipse. No, Mike has an Eclipse. Cheddar had the Eclipse. I mixed the two up. You were correct, sir. I was wrong. I kept thinking Panthera. Oh, okay. God, that made your dick hard, didn't it? No, you, I was just like, what's going on? Your fucking base lit up like he said I, he was wrong. Okay, okay, I was right. No, I was just amazed he let me fucking talk. <laughs> hey, miracles do come true, pal. Yeah. I love Broken box right twice a day. Fucking A. Um, I, I, why did I have Panther and Eclipse mixed up? Fuck, I, I suck. Okay, never mind. I totally suck. Panther is a great game. Check it out. I don't know if I've ever played one. I don't think I've played it. Yeah. But it's part of the class of 1980, so we'll give it a salute. Salute. Oh, he's there you go. Um, up next, I think I played this a, a year or two ago, three years ago at, at Golden State or the last Pinagogo before we moved to Dixon, before I went back to the original Pinagogo. Uh, roller Disco. I got nothing for this. I I, I know I played it. Here. I got nothing. It, it's it's a wide body. <laughs> it's a pinball machine. It has flippers. And a ball. And, uh, rolling and just going. Yep. Alex, you got to help us out with this. Come on, you got to save the day. Roller Disco. Roller Disco was 1980. Yeah. And, uh, roller games. Roller it games. Kinda, uh, I didn't really, I haven't really played Roller Disco that much, so, but I've seen it. All right. Um, we'll, so, move yeah. we'll move on. Moving right Up on. next, a game I know more of us have played Star Race. Star yeah, Race is Star okay. Race. Cool game. Star it's Race a cool is game. Good. Beautiful artwork. Fun theme, cool game. Another one we're checking out, but I don't have a lot of time on it. A lot of these 1980s, for some reason, what the fuck was I doing in 1980? Oh, playing a lot of asteroids. 
Um, <laughs> uh, well, we're going to get, I was playing these pinballs Play a lot too. Of valleys. That, fucking A, and a lot of sterns. Uh, up next, a game I know we all love, and I would love to have one, uh, The Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, man. That's a great game. It's so good. Good. Talk about it. I got to pee. Okay. <laughs> so, The Amazing Spider-Man. I love that you can get double uh, flipper bitch on the uh, bottom part of the uh, game, you know? I couldn't tell you shit about actually playing The Amazing Spider-Man. It's a pinball machine that's got flippers and balls, but as a, a child of that era, like, that, to me, is what Spider-Man is. Yes, it's it the is. Artwork. It's the artwork. It's, it's, the artwork it's is the, outstanding. It's the Steve Ditko, John Romita-style artwork that you expect if you're a 70s kid. You know, Spider-Man looks like Spider-Man. You know, it's not like the later 90s McFarlane, crazy-ass Eric Larson stuff. Like, it's it's just super comic-y, super cool-looking, uh, and just, it's a good, solid, fun pinball machine. I would love to actually sit down and... and have one in my hands long enough to learn how to play it and make points on it, but just like if I see that game and it's it's available to me, I will definitely play it. Just drop targets and spinners all so day cool. on that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Most, yeah, most pinballs. Yeah, but yeah, art wise, it art wise and theme wise, it, it totally wins for me. It's just so good. Great nostalgia and it's still a fun game to play. The gorgeous classic comic book artwork like oh yeah if you're of our age group you know that's how you remember the superheroes looking oh yeah and it falls in line with uh superman and incredible hulk and oh yeah ones. superman so good you know it's just they have that classic golden age of comic books for the marvel right yeah. and up next another one that's really taken off lately and people are enjoying we have two friends that have it timeline 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 I don't think I... Who has it? I can't recall. Chris playing. Bannister has Chris one. Chris Bannister has one. And uh, Vincent Caitlin, first game they ever bought. Don't Chris have two? It. No, he was... That was that was Vincent. He oh, searched high... Okay. It's such a funny story. He searched his high and low for... Because he plays Steve Charlotte's. Nearly a year. Finds one, has it shipped to him. It's nice. Real nice. Not three weeks later, one shows up local. So Vincent Caitlin, they were looking for their first game. Same thing. They loved it, the show. I played half a dozen games with them. I kept trying to get on another classic Gottlieb's lineup of Steve's, and they kept pulling me over to play Timeline with them. And I had a blast. It's got the weirdest layout. Uh, you know, it just it feels to me like it's a game that I don't really know how to make points on, but, like, it's got flippers and, like, mini subplay feels right. and just a lot of weird stuff going on. It's really fun to knock the ball around on. Yeah, when you first shoot it, you go into the upper right playfield, which is kind of like a mini playfield. Yeah. You got flippers and drop targets, and it's timed. Mm -hmm. And so you got to try to get all the drop targets down because that gives you – I don't think it gives you more time. It gives you something else, like a bonus multiplier. It sets the rest of the playfield up for you if you can Right, like you really want to do that. You really want to do that because it gives you something really good. And then it trickles down to the lower playfield. And then you play the game, and the only way to get back into that that little upper left, it's up in the upper left-hand corner, is there's an area uh, where you can shoot it out back into the shooter lane. Yeah. And it's one of those games that feels like it's almost too easy sometimes. Like, you can keep the ball alive for a long time on it. But unless you make the, the, variety, the variety of things that you need to happen happen, it doesn't make a lot of points. Right. 
Well, it's also got that really cool back glass with the really cool feature, the blinking lights yeah, that, that cool. make like the molecule or the atom spin and light up. Yeah. It's, it's a cool game. And if you've never played one, you can find one. Check out Gottlieb's Timeline. It's another one of those super wide bodies. It's a kick in the pants, man. It's it's good, fun pinball. Check it out. Anybody else got anything on Timeline? I haven't played it, but I know what it looks like. Got to go to the or or Vincent Caitlin's. I've never been to Vincent Caitlin's, and I've been. I think Chris was. I think it was gone by the time I, met, I started to leave. Yeah, I don't know if he's got it set we back up. We were playing at Chris's house. I don't think. Maybe you've been there, but I don't know. I've been to his house, his old house. But I don't recall Timeline being there. Yeah, it was on the far wall. That's and cool, and the man. the last of Gottlieb's class in nineteen eighties. If we're moving on, are we moving on? I'm done. And we're moving I'm on. Up. Is Torch? I haven't played Torch. I haven't played it. I, I Torch it. I know I've seen it. It's an Olympic theme. They did two in that around eighty eighty one. They did Torch and they did the games. Which the games I've played and it's really fun. Torch. You know Todd Tucky. He's got videos on all these. Check them out, man. TNT Amusements. Todd's a righteous dude. And he's doing better now. Much better. He was having some health issues. And yeah. Here he's doing really good now. Up next, because we're doing, going in alphabetical order, Stern Electronics. 1980 for Stern. These guys, I mean, they... It's fucking murderer's row, man, of pinball. I mean, if you don't know that reference, it's like early 1920s Yankees, you know. Um, uh, it's a baseball reference. Because it's summer, you know. See which is on there and i'll get to that <laughs> thank you we're gonna you're, you're getting ahead sir oh, oh, oh. but i appreciate your enthusiasm it's about time Alex got some okay. up up first i put this one sort of an alphabetical order just because the first one i came to ali made after the great uh hall of fame boxer Muhammad the greatest ali. i'm so pretty muhammad ali which hosier owns one should be getting it working soon if you've never played one that is a fucking rad game it's a definitely a cool one. Uh, the first time I ever got to play one was at the old PPE show, where one year they had a lineup of all like the classic Stern games, and all he was there. It's the first time I ever seen one and played one. It's fun. They didn't make a lot of them. No, they didn't. I didn't even realize that game was a Stern until recently. I think for whatever reason, I thought that was a Gottlieb. It has that Gottlieb look in the artwork, doesn't it? Like I yes. always thought that game was a Gottlieb, but then we were talking about Mike's. And, and I am the greatest. It came out that it was a stern, and I was like, I did not realize. I thought that was a Gottlieb. It's a fun game. Uh, I haven't spent a humongous amount of time on it. I played it up in Seattle a few years ago, and uh, I'm looking forward to playing it more once Mike has his up and running. But uh, it's definitely got uh, some fun, some fun uh, ball hitting to do. Yeah, instead of uh, at the top of the playfield, instead of rollovers, it's it has uh, three uh, saucers. You got to get into. Um, it's got in the upper left, it's got a flipper that gets you up there. It's got a drop target bank. And, uh, those are worth some cool fun. Uh, there's some great, uh, I want to tell you it was Pinberg last year. Uh, or it could have been, it never drains. And that was in the lineup. And, uh, they have some great gameplay videos of that. Um, yeah, I've not got a lot of time on it, but I want to get more, uh, when, you know, things iron themselves out. I'm going to be banging on Michael's door saying, please let me play Ali and Ninja Turtles. Excuse me, and Hot Wheels. Up next, a game we played a lot of. Seth actually owns it. Shout out to Seth. What up, Seth? Seth Holder. And uh, it's been at Adams for a day and a week or two. Unless that's Adams. I think that's Seth. Um, is Big Game. Big yeah, Game's cool. 
cool artwork. Weird, weird thing about that game because it's like, it, it's it's not. God, I got shit in my hair from the tree. Um, great myrtles. Uh, you know, I mean, it's a great layout. It's a fun game, but you like you got a tiger on the back glass. It says big game, but then you're playing bingo. You know, it's like you're filling out bingo cards. It's a big game. What can you expect? Great spinner rips, lots of drop target fun. Well, actual rules. It's got like one of those weird, obnoxiously complicated 80s rule sets that like you have to hit this when this is like that. Uh, Mike Huntsman was was teaching me about it and just like, you know, okay, when, when this is lined up like this, then you want to hit this and you'll get this. And I was just like, all right, but... If you hit this, then you get this, and it causes this. And I'm just like, wait, what are you even talking about? Uh, it's giant. Like, that's the biggest thing I remember about big games. I know we've talked about some big games. We've talked about Counterforce. We've talked about Timeline. Big game feels huge. I don't even know why. That game just feels gigantic. Yeah. It's like, all every shot seems obnoxiously long. It's got a lot of open space on the play field, but it's it's fun. But it's not looks, slow. Looks good. No, it's, it's quick as shit. Yeah. It's, it's green. It's, it's you know, got a tiger on it. It's got weird bingo rules. It's fucking cool. If you've never played one, check one out, man. It's a blast to play. Everything in Stern's lineup from this year, I, there's not a stinker in the bunch. I mean, not a one. You guys will be shocked because I'll tell you my least favorite of the whole, the whole batch there, but... Um, up next is Cheetah, which I've never played. I've never, I don't recall ever seeing one. I know they didn't make a lot of them. I have no. It was at the, again, it was at PPE that year. I recall playing it because I worked my way down the entire row. Yeah. I can't, it doesn't strike, it doesn't stand out in my mind. Um, which means I probably found it mediocre and moved on. But I remember it's a great looking game. Alex, you got to have something. I I played it at uh, Free Gold Watch. Gene had it and sold his. Okay. And I enjoyed it. Right. I thought it was pretty neat. A very unique game. They made under 2,000 of them. Uh, yeah. Low number of games. Any, any features or anything on there that are, you know, stand out to you? Not really. I mean. Basic early 80s wide body. It's the basic early 80s wide body, yeah. All right. But you know what? Hey, it's pinball. It's, it's all good. It's all pinball. Up next, a game a lot of us have played. Uh, Flight 2000. That's a pretty unique game. Uh, lots of drop targets, bunch of flippers. There's uh, who designed it? A luminary, a legend in pinball, sir. Steve Ritchie. Negative, sir. No. The great, late Harry Williams. That's oh yeah. He kind of came out of retirement, did a couple of games for Stern. That was one of them. Yep. Sorry, that's one of Steve Ritchie's favorite games. It is. He loves that game. And it's uh, one of my favorite, well, my favorite thing about that game, I played on, I played the real one many times. It was at the arcade back in the day. I had some fun on it. Um, the Far Right Spinner. That was the best. And you've got that kind of half curve and their drop targets. If you get a good spinner rip and you can rake those drop targets and sweep them, Oh, man. I mean, that's You'd just be crushing like, people in league. Oh, well, that, and it's just, it, it's one of those fun shots where you go, you know, it, yeah, I did that. Oh, man, that was awesome. Fantastic. It was, it, was, it was difficult to do, too. It wasn't like you just hit that shot and you got those drop targets. 
you know, nine by what probably ninety percent of the time, you might get one or two if you were lucky. Yeah. But if you hit it just right, you could get all three. And you just roll up those things. I always, always just, I always loved the ball. Even when I was a kid, when I first saw it, and even now, I just like the upper left with the shoot around to the ball. With the little locks. Well, the missile. It's it's the rocket stages. Yeah. Which is just neat to me. You know, I I always liked that part of it. Uh, that game, I always felt though, it just like he said with uh, with big game, it just feels huge. Yeah. And it's just because you have that open play field spot right there. It, it plays pretty quick when it's set up right, uh, but it always felt really big to me. Uh, probably because I played a lot more when I was younger than I have when I was older. And when you don't have that upper body strength to, you know, even like move the game. Right. Like it just feels that much bigger. Any thoughts, Dan? I don't think I've ever played Fly 2000. Oh, wow. That seems almost impossible. I know I've seen it a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. I've always had one for years. I just don't think I ever took the time to, to put a I'll game. I'll put on. that on my list to get us someone that has a fly. I know a few people have them. A fly 2K and get half a dozen games on it. So I'll put that on my list. Maybe I'll see if somebody wants to trade doubles there for it. Um, it's it's a fun game, man, and and you can play that on the pinball arcade, by the way. And it plays completely weird on there. FYI, everything plays games. weird on there, but you know what? It's it's at least you get a feel. I mean. You get an idea of what the game's all about and the rules. Well, no, you're right. It's just like so. masturbation. It feels okay, but it's not like sex. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself, actually. Yeah. <laughs> much. Um, what, what's up next? Oh, up next is one of my favorites. It's not my number one favorite of uh, Stern's offerings of 1980, but I've got fond memories of it. we got a good friend, Chris and Michelle Bannister and their family. Shout out to you guys. I love you guys. Um, and that's Galaxy. Galaxy's oh, right. yeah. Galaxy yeah. is great. Yeah, that game's pretty heavy duty. That's a fun one. And Chris might have like the fastest, hardest, most brutal galaxy. It's a beautiful shape too. That game was that game was yeah. nasty. It, it, it's just it's it, that weird little thing where you shoot up and it's and it's got it's not a lock. It's just a single ball play, but it kicks back and you spell galaxy. And when you get all galaxy spells shoot up there, it goes nuts. You get lots of points. Great pop bumper action. Uh, the spinners drop targets, um, you know, no, no slingshots. Um, but it's just, I don't know, man, it's the art. It's, it's everything about that game. It just, um, I, it was partly the nostalgia, you know, and on a, like a night, like tonight, a hot summer night, I can close my eyes for a minute and go back to being a 12 year old kid again, 13 year old kid. Fuck 1980. I was okay. You were 70. Uh, uh oh, wow. I was, uh. Yeah. 19. Sorry, listener. She doesn't do math. I'm no, uh, 13. So I turned 13 and 80. So, uh, 12. Anyway, yeah, you know, I was in junior high, and that was I played that a lot, and uh, I love playing it to this day. It's a fun game. Next up is another one of my favorites, and it's a weird one, but I love it. Um, is Nine Ball. Awesome. Probably the best yes. one of that year by far. Nine ball was great. Steve Kirk game, one of three. Yeah, that game is incredible. We, I wanted one even when I first got into the hobby, and it was expensive then. And the back glass is just killer. Isn't that great? Yeah. And, and then it, another one they didn't make very many of. No, that is probably one of Stern's best. Yeah, two ball, multi ball. The skill shot on there is real tough, but when you hit it, it's a sweet spot. Uh, the spinner rip, especially. Because when you get all the, you got to hit the right drop targets, and then you get the spinner lit for full potency, and you rip it. Once it stops moving, 
you lose it, you got to start all yep. back over again. So it's real risk reward, but and and that spinner shot is just sweet when you hit it sweet. You know, all the games we've talked about tonight. I mean, you think about all the cool little toys or different differences they had, no slings or yeah, you know, center posts. That was the time of real innovation in the hobby or in the in the industry. That was the, the beginning part. of it. There was a lot of it going on then. You look at what we have now. The innovation isn't so much in the layout of the play field as much as it was then. No, you know, and that was the that was the begin. Like I said, seventy nine to eighty, because the first couple of years of Solid State were just it's a solid state game, but there's nothing different. You know, it's a spinner, some bumpers, some drop targets, some stationary targets, and go. You know, well, even just like the the basic play field design, it's always going to have some certain stuff at the bottom. Right. Yeah. No, but, that's it. They all they all have the Italian the Italian bottom and all that. Like, could you imagine Stern doing a game like Hubert? It would never happen. Or, but it'd be uh, so cool to see something or like, Striker. Yeah. Like just something. Just fuck! I love that game. That shit crazy. It's got two sets of flippers side by side. Why? I don't know, because we can, you know? Yeah. Golly did a lot of that, like, 81, 82. Yeah. Hubert, well, Rocky. They were really looking for, like, later on, uh, uh, Gold you know. Wings. Well, that's why that era, I think, for me especially, has a lot of fun memories. Not just because, like, I was younger, and that's when I started playing like you. But just, you could go from a Williams... You can go from like a Xenon, which has a very traditional play field layout. Right. And go right next door to, like you said, like a Cubert. From the very same row of pinballs as an arcade. Yeah. And it was just cool. It was a Where magical this one time. Plays like, yeah, this one plays like this, but those rules don't apply over here because the way the game's set up. Right. And that's the stuff that I just think is, you don't see anymore today. Yeah. Like, it's very, it's very much a cookie cutter, but not designed a lot more of it's now with rules and stuff like that which is fine I'm not dogging on that but i just like that you know back then with the way the market was you kind of had this hey we got all these things we're gonna throw them against that wall right there and let's see what sticks and sells because they could right you know, obviously now with the way the market is you can't do that and it really is a shame that's why with p3 and multimorphic they got some cool stuff going up again from a layout but you have all that cool stuff going on I and I would they, love to yeah, see that again. I think they were scrambling, though. They were looking for a way to compete. Video, oh, of course they were. Video was coming on really hard, and pinball... Pinball was on know, the wayside. It was, needed, it was on the way down. They needed to try to, right. to do something. Because 7980 had what? You had Space Invaders. Pac-Man hadn't come in yet. They had Space Maybe. Invaders. Pac-Man Galaxian. May 1980. Oh, was it? Okay, I thought it was 81. Okay. No. Oh, wow. 80. Okay. So, uh, so Pac-Man was coming on, but you had Space Invaders and Galaxian. And Black was 79. Uh, uh, you had Defender, you had was Defender 80 or 81? I can't remember, but it, in that time frame, and of course, Asteroids. Oh, it was a real threat. Lunar Lander. I mean, yeah, 81 was Miss Pac Man and, and Galaxy, right? So, I mean, like, right. It, was, it was the beginning of the video boom, yeah, you know, super, super hard. You know, Space Invaders was 78. 79. Something like that, yeah. I still remember playing Space Invaders at Shanky's, and right next to it was the Midway Gun Game Haunted House, which out of all the gun games, I have the fondest memories of that one, and if I can ever find one, I want it, just because it's so goddamn fun. Um, Up next is a game that, you know, it's probably the shittiest game 
And if you've got one... And, Drive Time came out like in the 60s. Yeah, right? Um, you should just... You know what? L let me make you an offer. I'll take it off your hands. You don't want it. Beatles. Piece of shit. No, no, no. Not before Beatles. Long before Beatles. Next up is Quicksilver. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're Quicksilver. I thought we were at Sea Witch. No, no. Not Sea Witch yet. Sea <laughs> Witch is actually Alex, next. we're not at Sea Witch yet, man. Oh, man. We're at, we're at Quicksilver. I love that game. I love the artwork. It's so odd. And, uh, man, the gameplay on that, the spinner rips, you got that weird situated drop target bank that's like, it's pointed towards the left and it's at about a 48 degree angle. It's just, it's just, you know, so. I mean, it's, it's a cool game. It's got a super iconic back loss. I mean, everyone's looking for it. You know, Sea Witch, or uh, not Sea Witch, I stuck on Sea Witch. Uh, Quicksilver is like, you know, but not a game that I have a lot of experience with. I haven't played it enough, but I played it a bit and I really enjoy it. And uh, <laughs> it was, God, it's been five or six years ago, somebody brought one to Pinagogo, and I probably put 15 games on it. So, so anyway. So, uh, Brian, any thoughts on Quicksilver? Brian's taking a leak out of the bushes. We're out on our back now. Yeah, not just say that. Oh out on the fucking show, I you? said I got to pee. Fuck it, it's summer. We're out. So it's like Austin Powers at the fountain. Quicksilver, you know, man. Yeah. <laughs> Quicksilver is one of the stern games from that era. Like uh, uh, Cheetah, I know. Uh, well, all of them have been going up in value. Nine Ball. Quicksilver's been going up in value crazy expensive. Yeah. Um, way, way more than it's actually worth, I think, but I still dig it. If, if you can find one to play, definitely check it out. Um, if you can find one to buy cheap, grab it, uh, and then call me. Um, what should we call you? There you go. Never <laughs> call me late for dinner. Yeah, I, I just dig the game, man, and I'd love to have one. I like the sound effects on it, too. It's really cool sound effects. Moving on, finally, Alex. Yes, Sea Witch. Boom. Here's where I, well, I like Sea Witch. I like sea Beatles Witch. even more. Not the theme so much. And the theme's fine. I thought they did a beautiful Bee job Witch. with it. But they improved that layout even more. It shoots even better. Sea now, Witch is such a fucking cool game. It's another game I hate to see in League, but, like, I just love to play in practice. It is such a like, I'll, I'll have a good game, like, one in every, like, 20 games that I play it. But when you have a good game, it's just so fun. It, you can, it, when it's working right, you can hear the ocean in the background. Which is really cool. It's just so fun. Uh, great layout, great artwork, fun shots, lots of drop targets. The spinner rip is cool. The shoot the, the we shoot the ball and the orbit uh, metal guide flips out and and goes it goes in and then yeah you know, everything about that game man I mean just you know that upper right drop target bank you can pretty much only get it down bouncing it off the pop up first. Yeah, no, it's yeah. definitely like you gotta get in the pops and just hope for the best. Yeah, it's it's great. It's definitely one of the absolute best games of that era. Absolutely. Yeah, the best thing they did on, on Beatles was rework the upper loop though so that you could really, really dominate it. Yeah. But then they put in that fucking magnet it'll stop you. Right. <laughs> uh Moth has a beautiful sea witch. Uh what's the guy Great Witch John? Is that it does play fields? Yeah, the guy from Canada. Yeah. Uh, he's got a great Wish John play field in it, and it plays beautifully. He altered it. He put uh, shorter flippers on the upper flippers, and it shoots better. It really, believe yeah. it or not, it shoots 
way better. It shoots smoother. His plays, the best playing one I've ever played is his. And it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, fa fantastic game again. Uh, if you can't play a Sea Witcher, find one. And you can find a Beatles. That's where they got the layout. They've made a few changes to it. Like the, the target behind the lower left drop targets. But the layout's fundamentally the same. It's a great shooter. But if you can find a Sea Witch, man, to play your own, pick it up, play it at a friend's, a show, what have you. You've got to check that out. It's it's one of um, – we'll vote on these in a minute. Let's just put it out there. Stern, you own the layout. You probably own the license to Sea Witch, you know, because uh, Stern Electronics, you know, right. Stern Pinball, whatever. Redo Sea Witch, babe. Sea Witch remake. Come on. Just own it. Get that game out there. I would love it. Call just it. do it. Call just it the do it. Just do it. Us said you were going to do it yesterday. Now it's tomorrow. Do it. Call the Boodles, no need for a license. There you go. Sea Witch. Just call it Sea Witch. Up next, and I like playing this game, but out of all these, it's not one of my favorites. And I know I'm going to catch holy hell for this. Stargazer. Yeah. If it's you okay. like gypsies with hairy knees, it's awesome. Gypsies, hairy knees. <laughs> um, I think Stargazer. Like, it's got that weird lower play field, you know, with the kind of the weird scalloped uh, yeah. uh, roll-in areas. But, I mean, like, it's just... And I don't think I've ever played a Stargazer that plays correct. Apparently, it's a really hard game. The flipper stroke needs to be just right. But it's like, Stargazer is one of those games that, like, I've had some extremely good games on. And so I have really, really love, love feelings for oh, it. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it looks great. It's got really fun spinners to hit. You know, it's, it's pretty easy to make a lot of points on. Like, I'm I'm, I'm into it. And I, we know a couple people who've had, you know, really nice examples of it. Cheddar has Todd's right now, right? I think that Adam has Todd's. Oh, Cheddar's got his own. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, I think Cheddar has. Both of them play great. I have fun playing them. I love the upper play field and all the drop targets and the spinners. Um, another one where that upper left bank, you got to kind of get it in the pop bumpers. You can't hit it with flippers. Yeah, you gotta kind of like you gotta kind of hit that like matrix shot around it. And yeah, it's just like, you know, it can be done, or you can you get through the spinner just right, and it bounces. It'll yeah. take them down. It's a lot of fun. It's a beautiful game. I, I don't care for the lower play field that much. You know, it's, it's, like, it's a little weird. It's a little but weird. It's fun, but it's not bad. It's a fun game, and I do like it. If one dropped in my lap at a good price, I wouldn't turn it down. You know, but it's yeah. just not one. I would much rather have a Sea Witch, a Nine Ball. Or uh, Quicksilver, uh, or a Galaxy, you know, um, even an Ali. I don't know. I like it though. It's a good game. Definitely check it out. That's uh, out of all the companies of 1980. I think overall Stern had the best showing. Have we got the Williams yet? Where Williams is up next. Williams has fewer games than anybody else that year. Well, like we're talking about, they had Defender and Robotron came out. What 81, 88? Uh, no, it's like 82. Okay. Yeah, 82. So, so but they were like starting. Like, Defender, like, Vid Kids Defender, then they did Stargate, then they did Well, they had a couple of games so on here. They had a couple of games on here that were powerhouses and game changers, like we talked about. So, we'll get started. We're going to start with Algar. <laughs> I played one, and it's not a terrible game. Is Algar the sequel to Gorgar? Sort of, kind of. Algar. They only made it. Uh, Alex, look it up for us. How many did they make? Yeah. Well, from what I've heard, they were still running. Um, only 349. 
They were running so many fucking Black Knights and Firepowers that year that they just took it off the line because they were running so many of those. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I've ever played Algar, but I mean, I always hear the name, like it comes up a lot, and I get it confused with, ah, I can't remember what the game is, but it's by another company. It's by, like, uh, it's by a company you don't think of, like Wico or something. Or like Allied or something, maybe? Yeah, God, Huntsman had one. It's a really weird game, like a post-apocalyptic. And it's got a really weird head. Oh, wait, wait. I played it last year. Yeah. The year before last. Aftor. Aftor. I, I get like that Aftor. game. Sean got that. Yeah. Well, that's a fun game, man. That's they had a, it in... That's a weird game. I played that at Huntsman's uh, Holland Project. Yeah. I play, I played it at Golden State last year. year before Wasn't that last. cool? That's yes. a cool game. Great artwork, cool theming. Yeah, but I don't have any I don't have any Algar experience. I played a couple times. It was at a Pinagogo about... Four or five years ago, I played a couple, three, a few games on it. But it, so it is or isn't the sequel to Gorgar? I think it's like it, I think it was supposed to be the sequel to Gorgar, and yeah. it just kind of never, it never got off the ground, man. Kinda like Firepower Two. Uh, Firepower Two is actually not terrible. Mark Ritchie's first game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which he's supposed to be over at. Uh, um, oh, that's the other one we got. We got six companies um, producing pinballs right now. God, how I forget about them? Chicago Gaming Company. Yeah, yep. supposed to be making something unique. Unique and a re- well, a licensed theme, but not yeah, but not a remake. not a remake. Mark Rich is supposed to be on that. Looking forward to that. So we have six yeah. companies right now shipping and producing games, and then well, a few. I mean, they haven't. They haven't uh, yeah, well, they Chicago games making games, but they haven't made any original games. But they are shipping games, yeah. making and shipping games, so they count sort of. Oh, absolutely. God bless them. You know. I'm a, uh, I'm a big fan of the remake. Okay, so up next from Williams is Alien Poker. I love Alien Poker. Awesome game. Yeah, love yes. Alien Poker. Uh, all boom! Right. I'll be the fly in the ointment. Hit the boom button. Hit the boom button. That game does. Hit the boom shakalaka button. Oh, dude, it's got it's got like that weird thing where it's like you have to hit the the stand ups in the right order, and then it's got yep. like the really hard like straight up the middle shot that kind of goes around the horseshoe. But really, all you want to do is just keep hitting it up the. Uh, the left lane. I mean, God, that game is just fucking fun. I've only played it at Michael's and only in tournaments. And it's got like that, like that 1980 Williams feel is, it does. is the feel of 1980 pinball. Absolutely. It is, it is. I don't hate it, but I just don't love it, you know? Yeah. But I don't have that much I think he sold it. Huh? Didn't he sell it? Yeah, it probably was. Wait, doesn't does. Adam have one too? No. What's he got? I don't know. Pocorino? Pistol poker? What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. What do you do? It was in the Fly quarter. off the Heineken. Anyways. No, no, I'm drinking. You suck because you don't like us. alien poker. Alex and I rule because we do like alien poker. Brian, alien poker. Yeah, poker's fun. Yeah. Alien, alien poker, poker, yeah. Good game. Well, fuck me. Yeah, All that's right. a cool game. Okay, well. You, like you know, you poker? probably just don't, I mean, you probably haven't played over at Mike's as much as we have because you're not in the Folsom League. Right. And, like, you'd spend more time on it and you'd realize the genius. Okay, fair enough. Um, up next is... I mean, what more can you say about this game? It's had two sequels. It, it's designed by one of the greatest pinball designers in history. <laughs> it's the Black Knight, the, Black the original. Black Knight will slay you. Double <laughs> level. <laughs> double right, level didn't play you be scared of that game? No, Black I was. Knight? Oh, you were. When I was a oh, kid. Sorry. I was a kid. We would go to, like, the bowling league. And, I mean, I'm, like, four years old in 1980. And, like, yeah, they, like, dump me off in the arcade, and every once in a while in the attract mode, Black Knight starts yelling at you. And, like, when I was a kid, I wasn't scared, but I was intimidated by it. Like, it seemed very, very, like, 
what like the grown-ups did you know like in the arcade like it was it was badass and yeah black knight i mean just always was very intrigued by it and i've had a black knight uh, i've never owned one but I, I had one for a while and that's a fun fucking game and, and the sequel of course is one of my favorite games of all time so it's like yeah, black, yeah black knight is is that game is is super badass three ball multi-ball and i like swords of rage multi-lock i like yeah. sword of rage too um I mean, you know, I, I mean, when you walk up to that, to this day, it's iconic, like Fireball. People that are very, very, very casual pinball people, like when we did all those comic conventions a couple of years ago promoting the Golden State Pinball Festival, um, I mean, people come up because uh, 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 Greg Ohm, shout out to Greg. Hello, Greg. Uh, Greg. Brought his Black Knight, would always bring his Black Knight 2000. And people will come up and go, I remember, oh, Black Knight, I love that. Oh, that's a sequel. Or people will still come up and say, Black Knight 2000. Everybody remember Black Knight. Very, very casual people. Oh, the Black Knight. You know, it, it, it's it's iconic. It's is it's, it's I believe as iconic as Fireball is in the pinball circles. Oh. They made a good amount, over ten thousand, I believe. Um, and like for that 15, time frame, man, there's ten thousand. They they did a rerun on it, which was you know edition, which was unusual. Yeah. Uh, and it's got the magma save. It's got the multi-level play field. It's got the three-ball multi-ball. It's got the voice. It's got the lock. You know, yeah. yeah, it's just really it's got cool music. It's yeah. got tons of drop targets, which are timed. Yep. Which I don't know if that was a first, but it was very. It's first I remember where it didn't. You know, you hit the drop targets down, they go down, they come back up. No, you don't hit them down in time. They come back up. Yeah. So it added to the, uh, it added to that. You know, risk reward in that. You know, cool. I, oh, I gotta get that last one before they pop. Ah, shit, too late. You know, what? I mean, what more can be said? It's, it's an iconic game in pinball history, and really, like Brian was saying earlier, very well. Uh, you know, kind of nailed on the head. That was like the beginning, because after that, you know, next year you had Black Hole, Double Level Playfield. The year yeah. after that, you had Haunted House. You had, you know, all these other games from Williams, from Bally, from the manufacturers. Double level play fields, multi ball, ball walks, all these innovations. Yeah. That was some of the beginning. The real, you know. Uh, well, the legacy of Black Knight is really kind of sketchy, too, because if you think about it, like Black Knight was sort of the apex of the early, the late 70s, early 80s. Like the 70s, 80s pinball boom kind of peaked with Black Knight. Right. And after that, it, it went on a very sharp decline, and everybody was trying to recreate Black Knight. You know, I mean, if you look at a lot of, if you look at a lot of the Williams games after that, the next couple of years, there's a Black Knight type. You oh, know, there's, oh, Flash Gordon. Yeah, there. Well, that was a Valley, but there's like your Pharaohs. There's like all right. sorts of games. Oh yeah, uh, Jungle, the Jungle yeah. Lord, Pharaoh. Exactly. They're like a black. It's like a Black Knight inspired game. <laughs> right. Uh, looking to recreate Black Knight. Yeah. What was the really where you know Solar games, Solar Fire. Yeah, you know those games couldn't have been cheap. No, Solar Fire, and then <laughs> and then in System Eleven Land. Uh, a grand lizard, very you know, inspired by Black Knight. And then you had like your, you had like your decline, and it was almost dead. You know, 83, 84, pinball right. was almost in the grave, and then Space Shuttle came along, and Space Shuttle was a very simple game. You know, back to basics, but two, very cool. Two flippers, lots of oh fuck, I love Space Shuttle more than more than almost any other game. You know, two two flippers, lots you know, lots of shots. You know, ramp the toy, but yeah, you know, it's like it, it Black Knight. That kind was, of took it to the next level. It really did. Well, I think it took it back. You know, I mean, it was a next level. It was, it was the prototype of the modern game, but I mean, right. if you had like Black Knight was the 
was the crazy. It was like a game that came out, you know, at the peak of creative and, and yeah. financial, and they were looking for the next big thing, and they did crazy stuff in it. You know? Right. The Black Knight, I think, is, is an icon. Absolutely. Maybe not the best game of the of 1980, maybe the best game of 1980, but absolutely an icon. Absolutely. And, of course, made by the king. The game that really cemented Steve Ritchie as the king of it. Right, right. After a successful Flash. Flash, Firepower was absolutely huge. Oh, yeah, Firepower Black too. Knight was just like, yeah. you know, people like, oh, fuck you. Which, uh, uh, Firepower's our next game. Firepower. So, you guys talk about it, I got to pee again. Okay, cool. In the bushes and trees. Yep. Why am I a little surprised that Firepower came out in 1980? I don't know. It's it got feels, fire and it's got it, power. It feels so much simpler and Well, older. I think it came out before Black Knight. It does feel... It did. It, it did. It, it does feel simpler, but that is not a simple game to do well on. Oh, no. It's great. Like, it really is. Well, it's brutal. You got those... You got the three... Super cool game. You got, you know, you got the three... The two sets of three drop targets right in front of the flipper. You know, right up there in, in, with the center right there. And it always feels like a sucker shot. Like, you know, if you were like, hey, I got my left flipper, and I'm going to go right here, and it always feels like it's just going to come scream back at you. Because it is. Because it does. Yeah, because it, yeah. You know, it, 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 it was like a carnival game, very much so. It's like, hey, this looks easy. If this meth head can do it all the time, why can't I? And you pump in your money, and you lose three balls in two seconds trying to do what the guy before you just got a high score. Well, those games are obviously popular with operators, because unlike, like, a counterforce or a uh, timeline or something where I felt like, you know, oh, man, I you know it's four foot wide and there's nowhere to drain. I can keep the ball in play forever if I have flipper skills. Like, Black Knight would kill your ass. Firepower right. would kill your ass. And that's what Steve Ritchie prides himself on. He's like, my games are not nice. They will murder you. And then, you know, now that we have advanced sound and even a Black Knight, I will laugh at you. Right. <laughs> well, if you look at, yeah, because obviously Firepower came... Beginning of 1980, Black Knight more towards the end, because then Flash Gordon, which was very similar to Black Knight, came out in '81. Um, but you look at Firepower; it's a basic single level game, standard body, lane it's, change, first lane change, first lane change. Thank you. Yes, that yes. is correct. First lane change, and then it's deceptively simple. You look at the play phone, go, okay, there's some standard targets: a spinner, four pop bumpers. Um. You know, it, and they sold a shitload of them, right? Like that's a, a metric fuck ton. Like that game was everywhere. Yeah, like there was a twist where I really thought that game was older. Everybody thought that was like a seventy-nine three-ball lock, three-ball multi-ball, or a seventy-eight yep. or something, and like. not an easy multi-ball to get. Yeah, no, yeah. It's... <laughs> it's 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 if you look at it from the perspective like you're talking about, Dan, with you know, it's an ass kicker. It was an operator's wet dream. Okay, because it followed the tenets of pinball perfectly. Easy to learn. The rules were easy. Okay, this is what I do. Simple to figure out. Easy to play. Hard to beat. Yeah. You know, and once you got multi-ball, if you could keep multi-ball going for a length of time, you could just keep racking it because you keep hitting the drop or the standard targets, get all standard targets, and you can lock your balls again. Yep. So you start losing balls. As long as you could do that, and then once you get to that point, and it was just on like Donkey Kong. But you had to be able to work up to it. And that was the tough part. And that's the quintessential 1980s Williams pinball game. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's got the Defender sounds. It's got, you know, the the brutal gameplay. You know, it's, it's got that look. 
It looks like Star Wars, but it's safely not licensed. I mean, great point. Great point. Fucking so good. And it's still an absolute blast to play today. I would love to play that firepower duel that they did. I think it was in Seattle last year, where they they put a board in that let you link together two firepowers, and oh, you were nice. having you were, it wasn't for score. You were having a dogfight. So as oh, you cool. hit targets, you were attacking the other guy and refilling your shields. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'd love to play that. Oh, my gosh, yeah. How many, Alex? So good. What's up, Firepowers? Like 10,000, 13,000? 13,000. Like, yep. like 15,000 Black Knights, right? Yeah. It's like Steve Ritchie himself sold almost 30,000 games that year. Yeah. So that kind, of, that kind of got him the trip to Hawaii, didn't it? I believe I bought him a Porsche so he can make high speed. I believe you're right. So. <laughs> Firepower. Now, here the next game is another game I absolutely love. As much as Firepower and has no multiball. Blackout. Blackout is rad. Blackout's fun. Great spinner rips, some cool drop targets, those are, but those are situated where it's like you're talking about earlier, Brian. With awesome the, use of controlled lighting. Yeah. Like maybe the first use of controlled lighting, like in the GI, right? Because of the blackout mode. Yeah. But just such a stupidly basic smart feature that ties into the game. I've had people, like non-pinball people, ask me, it's all like, oh, do you have a blackout? It's another like, game. It's you know, very well like known. It is just one of those games that people are just all about it. Yeah, because they have that great defender music, spinner rips. I mean, yeah, I was playing uh, Mike uh, Garcia's the other day, and yeah, that, you know, that's again, Maybe not quite as quintessential as Firepower, but yeah, it's very much a 1980s Williams game. Yeah. Yeah, Blackout. Super good. And you can still pick those up at a pretty reasonable price. Yeah, it doesn't have quite the the name recognition as uh, some of these other games. Who designed Blackout? No idea. Alex, hook us up, bro. Blackout, I believe. Okay. Paul Newman. He was busy in 1980, but he wasn't designing. Popcorn. I thought he was making popcorn and barbecue sauce. I think he was doing like that in 1980. I think that's a salad dressing. Okay. They make some good stuff. Claude Fernandez. I was going to say that. Claude Fernandez is a badass. That's a great game. It just shoots so well, and it's fun. Like He you also said, did Baby Pac Man, Electra, Embryon, Fresh, Flash Gordon, Skateball. Okay. Uh, all games yeah, I, I like except for awesome Skateball, games. which is just. Airborne. Okay. Oh, fuck. Did I miss Skateball? Capcom Airborne? Yeah. And no he did shit. Torpedo Alley. No shit. I mean, I know this is off the subject, but man, Airborne oh, fuck, I is did. an underrated legend. <laughs> I missed it. That. Is. that game is so I, fucking rad. I, I can go back. I can Fresh start. I can put skipped over on the valleys. I can put skipped over Skateball. Oops. I'd say boo this man, but they're going to do that. Boo! Anyways. Boo! How the fuck did I got it written down? How the hell did I do that? Because you haven't had any scotch. I, you know, well, I haven't had any scotch. Why do people always bring fruit to these things? You know what? Uh, I love the theme of that game because it reminds me of my youth being a skater. I love the artwork on that game. That gameplay does nothing for me on skateball. It just doesn't. And I've played beautiful examples. Adams and... There are, yeah. There are a lot of really... I mean, and Michaels. Like it, it, it became the restore like flavor of the week like yeah. a couple years ago. Yep. And it seems like everybody has a skate ball with a new play field. And they're and, beautiful and they uh, play great. I'm really waiting for for Adam to get his, you know, completely dialed in. Because last I remember, it still had a couple things to go. But yeah, Mike's was just awesome. 
Same thing. He sold it because at the end of the day, it's like it's beautiful, but it just yeah, doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, you know. But it's a shame because it's such a beautiful game, and the theme is awesome. It's fun. Sorry it's about really, that, guys. Really it, 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 it's not a bad game. I don't hate it. I just don't love it. I, I would rather play Blackout. You so just wish you had that mustache. So we're <laughs> we're back on the Williams, and Williams has got one more game. Drewster, shout out to Drewster, part of the Reno crew. Uh, brought one a couple of years, three years, well, three years ago, four years ago, to one of the last uh, Pinagogo before we moved everything. Anyway, uh, Scorpion. Scorpion. William Scorpion, wide body. Uh, Barry Orsler? I believe that so. right. Fun game. Different. I haven't played it. I played the shit out of every one of those 1980 Williams games except for Algar, and I've never played Scorpion. Yeah, I can't recall ever playing a Scorpion. It probably just got buried. Like, pl- how are you going to compete in a year where it's like you went up against Black Knight, Firepower, and, and Blackout? I played it a bunch at the show because Drewster bought it, and I'd never seen her play one before, so I probably put half a dozen games on it and had a blast playing it. And it's an Orso game, and I had to get some time on it. Scorpion. No doubt. But, uh, so, all right, so that's the class of 1980 of the Big Four. And um, if you're an old, old guy like me, you played them in the arcade when they were new. Or if you like these guys, you played them at shows, at old collections. I played at least a couple of those in the arcade when they were new. I there played Firepower and I played Black Knight for sure, you know. Played them in the arcade, but they definitely weren't. Yeah, a great Black Knight like, story. They were around still when we were kids. A couple years later, yeah, you know, you'd still see Black Knight. Yeah. I mean, Black Knight was in arcades for a long Oh, yeah. it made Firepower for was in arcades for a long time. Although I remember much, much more vividly Firepower too. That weird back box. Yeah, yeah, that was when we reviewed that year. What was it 1984? We'll talk about both Bally and Williams with their weird back boxes because, like, this game's gonna sell like crazy. Let's order ten thousand. Uh, I mean, it was '83. Ten thousand of those uh, weird ass cabinets, and they had to use them up. So make them work. Got to make them work. So let's pick our favorite game out of each of the uh, companies for that year. Just pick our favorite overall. We're That's running long here. We're always running long. We're still under. <laughs> yeah. We're, gonna go we're until just 11. a click under two hours. Wait till the winter time. Then we run short. There we go. Um, all right. We were in a pool. Okay. So our time capsule class of 1980, Bally. We got Frontier, Hot Dog, and Mystic, Nitro Ground Shaker, Rolling Stones, Silver Ball Mania, Skateball, Space Invaders, Viking, and Xenon. Alex. Okay. Favorite of all those valleys? I would probably have to say Xenon because it's super tough and brutal and challenging, and I really like the voice of the... It gives them special feelings. Yeah. I I kind of figured most of us probably picked Xenon because we talked about it earlier. Silver Ball Mania. Silverball Mania. That would be my great, second. great choice. Oh boy, it's a tie-up because I love Vikings so much. Ugh. Dan, Xenon. I'm gonna have to give the win to Xenon for myself, but uh, honorable mention to uh, none of them really. A lot of those. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a solid lineup. It's a solid lineup. Uh, Viking and uh, Silverball Mania. You know, and yeah, they're all. I mean, there's not a turd in the bunch. Viking is definitely my second. So, okay, so Xenon is the big winner for Bally for 1980. Uh, up next is Gottlieb. We got Asteroid Annie and the Aliens, Buck Rogers, Circus, Counterforce, James Bond 007, Panthera, Roller Disco, Star Race, The Amazing Spider-Man, Timeline, and Torch. 
I'm gonna pass. My heart says Spider-Man, but the yeah. football player in me knows that it's Counterforce. It's got all the drop targets. Fuck, I'm gonna have to pass on this one. This is tough. Give me something to work with here, man. Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna agree with Dan on uh, on Counterforce. On Counterforce. Um, timeline comes in a real close second, and then Spider-Man for me. Timeline's just too weird. Spider-Man's beautiful, but Counterforce is just fucking. Spider-Man has more broad appeal, obviously. Uh, but, amazing Spider-Man. And it, and it, amazing Spider-Man, and it is a great game. But uh, Counterforce and Timeline both to me are just the average Spider-Man. There you go. Yeah. And Mo Hall of Fame has it. Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, nice. I played sure. it there. Okay. That and the Richie. Adam had one for a short time. He was fixing for somebody else, and we had it for a couple, like two week nights. So we got to have some fun with it. Um, played good. It was a lot of fun. Um, and the Stern Electronics. We got Ali, Big Game, Cheetah, Flight 2000, Galaxy, Nine Ball, Quicksilver, Sea Witch, and Stargate. Oh, fuck. Um, I'm going to have to say Drumroll. That game's not on that list. Yeah, that game actually doesn't exist. Oh, yeah. I have a rim it's, shot. It's a, one, it's a one production game and only I have a what? That's why. I have a rim shot that's on my this, sound. Sea Witch. Not a, not a rim job. Rim shot. Oh, what? that's a rim job. <laughs> Seawitch is still my favorite Stern Electronic game. For the class of 1980. All right. Yes. Brian. It's a toss-up between Seawitch and Nine Ball. Yeah. yeah like, it, I literally have to toss a coin. I like them both equally. Y- yeah, me too. And and Galaxy is such a great game. Beautiful artwork, fun game. Um, Dan? Seawitch. Sea Witch is just so fun to shoot. I'm, I'm going to give it to Sea Witch by just an inch, only because I think it's a more balanced layout than uh, Nine Ball. I know you guys all have a weird hard-on for Nine Ball. I think that game's kind of ugly. I think the sound is annoying. I mean, it's 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 fun because the rule <laughs> set and lighting all the balls is is pretty neat. But, like, Sea Witch is just well, I have great two, looking. Well, it has two-ball multi-ball. Great looking, fun to shoot. Uh, interesting, different. You know, it's got a lot going on. Like, see what is. And if it's working, and right, it was so good that they had to make it into a new game. Absolutely. So I'll which, by the way, Stern, see which remake. Come on, come on. It's already done, man. I'm with you. I'm with you. Hand, hand the art to hand the art to Franchi or somebody, and have them redo the art, and and you know, stay true to the original, but make it look modern. Throw it on top of Beatles. Turn the fucking record into like a whirlpool or something. It's done. Throw some graphics on it. Make money. There you go. People will pay six thousand bucks for it all day long. I I think so. I think they would. Uh, if I had plenty money to play with like that, I'd buy one just because it's that cool of a game. We're on to Williams. So we've got Algar, Alien Poker, Black Knight, Firepower, Blackout, and Scorpion. Alex. Well, I am the Black Knight. Yeah, that's too easy. Yeah, yeah, right. Black Knight has a slight edge over firepower. Black Knight is is the king. The king of pinball. I almost want to vote for firepower because I love that game so much. Firepower would not be my second. Really? Alien Poker would. Really? Alien Poker is so cool and so weird and so different. But firepower is really, 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 really good. You know, and I think it's definitely more iconic. 
Definitely, definitely. But it's not as much fun of a game as Alien Poker is. Looks better. It's a fantastic game, and it stands well on its own. It stands the test of time, I will agree. But, yeah, i got to give the edge to Black Knight because it was, I mean, it's so iconic. It's such a game changer. Um, And, you know, I mean, it... I'm actually playing Firepower right now on Pinball Arcade. I love it. While while we're doing the show. Yeah, I, I mean, as you said earlier, it was the apex of the modern. The, like, hey, here's here's the gateway of modern pinball. This is what it's going to be. I think it was more the the end of of that era, though. Like, it sort of killed. It sort of killed 1980s pinball and forced the evolution into late 80s pinball, 1990s pinball. It's, you never saw things after like 85, like Black Knight. I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I would say it's kind of like the Mario Brothers 3 of pinball for that era. Yeah, like it was the absolute pinnacle, and nothing else was going to measure up to it. And right. they tried it over and over and over. Yeah, well, I mentioned, know. I mentioned, you know, like Ogotli, uh, 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 like, uh Spirit, Black, uh, Black Hole, uh, Haunted House, and then you had, uh, yeah. you mentioned a little bit ago, Electra, you know, had the lower play film, had an upper play film. There were some other ballad games of that era. Everybody was trying to make something bigger and better. Yeah. And they're all great games. But they couldn't make something funner. Yeah. It wasn't. Although, honestly, I think Flash Gordon is, is better than Black Uh I will agree with you 100%. I, I, <laughs> no. I, I, I like, and you know, Flash Gordon came up for sale about a month ago for $500. And, uh, what was it? It was like Visalia. Adam turned me on to the lead. I left. I didn't really have the money, but you know, fuck, fuck it. If I can get it, and the guy never returned my messages, and uh, it got pulled off a couple of days later. So, eh, you if know. you find a five hundred dollar, you know, flash cord that you don't have the money for, let me know, and I will stake you. Do you don't you don't remember we talked about it? And you're yeah, like, I do remember. It. It's like, but you're like, I was sending it on, so you're like, motherfucker, go get exactly. it. Exactly. It's like fucking. I understand. Times are tough. The money ain't easy to come by. But I will stake you on that, you know. Because yeah. here's the thing. I won't come out a loser because if you can't pay me, I get a Flash Gordon out of the deal. There you go. So. Or I, or, I, the boards. or I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or I come and I repossess that Surf Champ. What a deal. Yeah, no. I'm going to be buried in Surf Champ. Um, I'll, I'll keep your body in there. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it, where's course. Spencer? Uh, he's in an urn inside the Surf Champ. There you go. Put him in an urn. Well, you've was... well, seen like the modern urns, right? I mean, unfortunately, I have first-hand experience with it. It's not like a jar. They like give you this cool little plastic box with the remains in it, and you can do whatever you want with it. Like it would be super easy to keep inside a pinball. You just throw out the coin box. You just put it right there in front of the coin door, and Spencer, you'd always be right by my junk while I'm playing pinball. Well, that's my life stream. You buy Dad's junk for eternity. I know, right? Um, I At least when I'm playing searching, <laughs> these crabs will get jealous. Surf. <laughs> Oh. Well, these crabs will have been cremated with them. They won't be alive. Shoot for the magic junk. So that's our our fun and longer. Shoot that was fun. So junk. is that is that a, <laughs> is that a category you guys want to do for uh, future? Is uh... that's what Eric yes, but let's not go chronologically. Let's jump around. So, yeah, no, so, no. Like so, some of these years we can talk about games that I actually know. Like next, like next episode, we might do like 1985, or we might do 1983, or we might do 1991. Or yeah, 1991. Yeah. Nah, 1991's a pretty good year. So it was a good year. Mm, filled the bouquet. All right. Someone Anybody got anything else? Picture of the Goodyear blimp the other day, and they said that's false advertising. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're at the two hour and change mark. Two hours six minutes and Woo-hoo! forty one seconds. 
Uh, you guys got any shout outs? Thank yous. Shout out to Mark Scoff for keeping Reno awesome. Uh, I had a lot of fun with you guys in Reno. He just play pinball in Reno. He doesn't like run Reno. Oh, he runs the league, doesn't he? He runs the league in Reno. But they're yeah. not playing. But they're up, they? No, they're not. Uh-uh. No leagues are playing. Nope. Shout out to anyone who's trying to keep pinball going right yes. now. And that includes us because we're doing this. And we're communicating with our dozen of fans. Support Press Start in Reno. Yeah. Go wherever you can spend money on pinball and spend money on pinball. $10 all free play. It's so worth it. The games are super well maintained. They're quality level games there. They're like playing at somebody's house. Well maintained. Seriously. And people in Reno don't like to wear masks, so don't get the corona. Apparently they did there. Oh, were they Mitch, oh yeah. Mitch, they I heard Nevada was one of the worst states. It's for really, really hard to smoke meth in Reno when you have a mask. Yeah, sadly. But not impossible. I don't know. You just fold it right up to the mask. Or if you're not wearing your mask fully, uh, the owner of Press Start calls it dick nose in it. Dick knows in it. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. no, Dick knows in it. Richard Nixon. I have nothing. I've done all. I've done pretty much all my shout outs. I give a shout out to Dan Fenton. I haven't talked to him in forever. In two days, I know Brian. We're talking yeah, before. Yeah, he's, he's show. Up. It's good to see him. Yeah. Where'd you guys go two days? No, we didn't go anywhere. Oh. Well, he had a little bit of a. He's another bumping bumping the road for him. He lost his dog. Ugh. And uh, yes, yeah, so he's reeling from that. And uh, 2020 has not been a good year for him and well, all of us. So. <coughs> Excuse Bless me. You. But uh, just keep the faith, Dan. It's going to get better, man. We've only got four and a half months till 2021. It's, it's got to get better. <laughs> it has to. Um, so we're thinking about you, brother, and hope you're doing well. It's five and a half months, though. Change your caps out, people. Keep an eye on your caps on those boards. Oh, no kidding, man. What the fuck? Just keep an eye on them. They're not fun to change out. I'm tired of doing caps. It's all right. Oh, and I'll leave this shout-out, too, to our local drive-in, the uh, West Wind Drive-In 6 West of Sacramento. West Wind Sacramento 6. Sacramento 6. Woo-hoo! Right now, I think, oh, we did talk about it earlier. Uh, they got a bunch of double features going because there's not a lot of new films coming out right now. Um, so uh, it's, what is today? Oh, it's my dad's birthday. July 18th, 2020. Uh, so until the end of the week, Saturday, July 18th, so like till Thursday night. Um, I got a double feature of the Goonies and Gremlins. So if you ain't doing nothing, you're in the Sacramento area, check online, check their website because they have uh, a couple, three more drivers in California. They got one in Nevada and one in Arizona. So if you're in the Western States and you're near there, uh, check their lineup. Or if you have a driver in your area, check, see what they're doing. They might be having a cool double feature. I think Las Vegas has one too. I think they do. Yeah, they do. We part of one. I don't know if it's open. So, sure. Sacramento's is open yeah. with, yes. with, with, with restrictions. Ooh. Rusty and I went on a date night about, I don't know, six weeks ago. And uh, you go up to order your popcorn and stuff, and they don't let you in the building. Are they actually selling, though? Because I heard the concessions were closed. They did open them, but again, you couldn't go inside the building. You can't they had, go inside the building. They had the tables across the door, and you go up to the door, and then you tell them what you want, you give them the card or money, and they would bring it yeah. to you. The popcorn tub had a plastic lid, like a Slurpee lid, except it was complete. And then they give you the butter in a little another plastic thing. And you're supposed to stay in your car. I had security wandering around. Yeah, I didn't get in your car. It's like, I got to pee. One person in the bathroom at a time, sir. Uh, yeah, no problem. It's all decrepit and beat down now. I mean, maybe it's getting nicer. I know that there's no. in the bathrooms. But I always loved 
the snack bar in that building because it's that big round. They did like, renovate the restaurant center there. of the drive-in. Yeah, and it was always the coolest, just most inspiring looking snack bar that I'd ever seen in a movie. It's either. great, isn't it? It's I love awesome. that place. Right. No, they they re- renovated the bathrooms two years ago. Last year, they repaved and and painted markers on every one of the screens. You know, in the in the parking area. Yeah. No, I'm just saying the snack bar stuff. I mean, it hasn't had seen its best days, but I mean. It's but they were. Alive. I'm sure if this hadn't happened, they were going to renovate that this year because every year they were doing the last three years. And you know, before the Rona happened, you know, they would have theme nights. They had Marvel superhero night. All the uh, employees dressed up like Marvel superheroes. It was great. And they were playing uh, the Last Avengers. They had uh, two years in a row. We went and got three bandanas because they had Western night. And they had a, a cowboys a, and aliens. No, they had a a, a a a mechanical bull for the kids. One of those ones like the inflatables, yeah, and then yeah. you know, so the inflatable cut with the. I've been to bowl. one of those. Just they had a luau night. They had they had a, a pineapple eating contest, which I got a great picture of Mickey with like two full pineapples in his mouth at once. It's great. <laughs> um, yes. You know, fun stuff like that, man. They had hula dancers. They'd have DJ night, battle of the bands nights. Um, they had a, they were, two years in a row. They had back to school night, give out free backpacks. I mean, just a kick-ass good time, and you get to see a couple of movies. And uh, so there's still the drive-ins open. I don't know if concessions is open again because of the increase in the Rona stuff, but um, it is open. You can go see movies there and uh, experience some summer fun. So summer's not a total summertime blues. I'm gonna leave you off with this: go do something. Go get your dip cone. Go swimming at the river, the lake, the ocean. The creek, whatever you go, white water. Go white water. Hang out on a back porch and do a podcast. Yeah, your buddy. You know what? Have have a few friends over that you feel safe with. Stay outside. It's beautiful. We got the Delta breeze right now here in lovely sunny Sacramento County. Beautiful Rancho Cordova. As Mark Fennin likes to say, the beautiful Delta breeze. It feels great on KCRA three. Beautiful Delta breeze. Oh man, it's great, but it's summertime, guys, and don't let um, you know, everything that's going on, it's real easy to be down. There's a lot of bad stuff in the world right now. Don't let it get you down, man. Play your games. You know, talk Whoa. to your friends. Live your life. Boom goes the dynamite. The Delta Breeze. Every Boom summer we get older. Don't make this the worst summer of your life. Make it the best. Or at least a good one. I'm going to leave you guys with that. I got nothing else. I have, but It's I the can... worst summer of my life. So far. So far. Summer, right. So far. That, that's all I got, guys. So uh, that I'll leave everybody with. Hey, uh, you know, you can hit us up. Uh, our email, of course, is thespinnerislit at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can hit us up, like us, leave a comment. Uh, you can get us on iTunes, uh, Stitcher Radio. I think Stitcher's still carrying us. Um, and uh, our home at SoundCloud. If you're listening to this, you already know where you can find the podcast. Right, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that high quality men's room on I-5. All right, boys. All right, roundtable crew. Give us the out. You know what it is. Play pinball. Keep America strong. strong. Bye-bye. And we are tacos. tacos. No, what was, no, what was the thing from uh, the Greedo? Oh, I forgot what it was, but it's so funny. Greedo. McClunky. Yeah, McClunk. McClunk. Have you guys seen that yet? McClunk. No. McClunk. So apparently they did a 